1: It is is right, folks. It is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Welcome to the week. Um, how is everybody doing? I think I confused a couple people from messages I received. I took Monday off because if you know me, you know that I love to celebrate President's Day. It's my favorite holiday of the year. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I don't care about President's Day at all, but I figured I was going to honor bank holidays. So you're getting two podcasts today. This is Tuesday. Today, this is the, the normal one, the pop culture one, the, the one that gets you going for the week. We got Steve at Faces by Bravo, who is just a genius on Instagram and a great guy in real life. We're talking Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Reunion Part 1 plus... I mean, just to be honest, there is like an hour and a half. Like, it, it, it goes into so many different directions. It's kind of everything Bravo related, and it is just a great discussion. You guys are going to love it. Every time I have fun, I'm beginning to notice that you guys seem to have fun. So, I think you're going to love this. Uh, also, I have uh, another great one coming out today that is fun, but it's really just, it's really informative because I have just been really fascinated with the Britney Spears conservatorship. Uh, if issue. It, it It's just, it's kind of insane to me. Um, so I, I don't even know how to, I, I had to talk to a lawyer. So I had to talk to a lawyer about this and I was lucky enough to get to speak with a great lawyer. Uh, Kate Casey actually recommended her to me and she, she blew me away. We just had like the best discussion. So you're going to hear that as well. Her name's Sharon uh, Gatan from California Legal Counsel. Like, it's an actual lawyer, and I'm sitting here, an actual non-lawyer, getting to talk with a lawyer. Like, wh- how does it get better than that? So you get two episodes today. I think they're both great, and it's really exciting to be able to show different sides of my curiosity, but I think what's cool is that it's your... I think you guys are into the same stuff I'm I'm into. Well, I think I I know that, actually. So <laughs> how was Valentine's Day? Did everybody... Did everybody make it out alive? I, God, I just, I think I'm still depressed. I don't know. It's just been a depressing week for me. I don't know. It, it's So I'm shaking out of that right now. Um, but did everybody have a good time? On Instagram, it looked like everybody was deeply in love uh, or deeply in love with themselves as well. I saw that a couple of times and I thought that was nice where they're like, I'm, I love you the best. And, and it was like a picture of them. And I was like, God, I, I envy that. I want to love myself more than anybody loves me. And that's, I guess, what we're all working on. Um, so let's uh, let's see. We got a couple of news stories that I got to hit up um, before we get into anything else. And um, I do have to the lower level uh, games contest. Thank you guys so much for entering. I was really shocked at the uh, at the response for it. it. It really just it really blew me away. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'd like to announce the winner of the lower level games contest. <laughs> this is supposed to be a drum. <laughs> I can't do a drum. <laughs> Everybody's like, F this. This is not worth listening to for that. Uh the winner is none other than Mariella Spilari. Mariella, thank you for submitting your review. Thank you for submitting to the contest. I will be reaching out to you so I can mail you your guess who game from lower level games, and we will be having more contests in the future. Uh, I want to do ones where you don't have to do anything. I can just put it uh, the names into a hat and draw it out and give you stuff. So the more stuff I can give you, the better it is for everybody, I think. So, Mariella. congratulations. You won the first ever So Bad It's Good contest. That's really, really exciting. And I'm not even, I'm really saying I'm very excited about that. You know what I'm not as excited about is the Royals. Uh, not the baseball team, uh, not the song by Lord. Uh, the actual Royals. Like, why you guys? Why don't? Why don't I care about the Royals at all? Like, I the, the thought of of watching The Crown or Downton Abbey or any of those British shows that my parents watch makes me so depressed. But I guess we have new royal news. Let's start you off in the week of pop culture, um, because Harry, Prince Harry, and Meghan Markle. They have announced they are pregnant again. They are going to have two kids in their family. Who would have thought that this could ever happen? How exciting. Uh, They're the first couple in history to have two kids. Um, But uh, yeah, they did an Instagram post, uh, which people are already dissecting the meaning behind Meghan Markle's dress in her second pregnancy announcement, which I'm cracking up. That's an actual People magazine article. Um, people reports along with the happy news that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and also do you you guys are like me? It seems like there's so many different levels of prince and princedom like Duchess of Sussex and Duke. And I mean, come on. I thought it was just King and Queen like in there. They're expecting their second child together with which they announced on Sunday. They shared a romantic black and white photograph, which by the way, the black and white photograph. I thought it if I didn't have my glasses on, it looked like the uh, folklore Taylor Swift cover to me. And then I put them on and I was like, oh. This is boring. In the image, which was taken via iPad by their friend and longtime photographer, Misan Harriman, they have a longtime photographer. Like, I'm my own longtime photographer. And by the way, if you have a longtime photographer, they're carrying around an iPad that we're we're delving into creepy territory. It's like, Misan, come with me. He's like, let me grab my iPad. Like, if you're a professional photographer, why are you bringing your iPad? So it says the couple cuddles up together while enjoying a private moment in nature. Private moment, Masson Harriman, their longtime photographer, is there. That's not a private moment. Am I wrong? That's not a private moment, you guys. We all know that. While Harry, 36, gives a big smile to Meghan, she rests her head on her husband's lap and cradles her growing baby bump. For the photo, the soon-to-be mom of two wore a floor-length Carolina Herrera dress. I don't think that's... Is that an old Navy brand? Which was made for her while she was pregnant with her son, who will turn two on May 6. Megan has a longtime rapport with the brand's creative dec- director, Wes Gordon. God, this seems like so much work to be pregnant for these people. Harriman, the first black photographer to shoot a cover of British Vogue, shared a loving tribute to Megan on Instagram. Uh, Meg, I was there at your wedding to witness the love story begin. And my friend, I am honored to capture it grow, Harriman wrote. Congratulations to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex on this joyous news. The happy news, which they shared on Valentine's Day, comes... uh, Well, I'm not going to read that part. That is sad. Um, Meghan and Harry officially stepped down from their roles as senior royals last year. I mean, I'm mad. There, guys, there's level of royals. Like, what are you stepping down from? Like, they're still treated like royals. What, what are you stepping down? Like, what, so they don't have to, like, go to, like, big, a, like, a couple more events? I, uh, a palace source previously told people, people that when Archie, their first born, was born, they knew they were going to hit the nuclear button on their royal exit. Afterward, the couple's focus shifted even more to doing what's right for their family. Megan and Harry have been settling into life in their new home of Montecito. By the way, guys, Montecito is where Oprah lives. Ellen DeGeneres lives, Rob Lowe. There is a whole uh conclave of like some of the most amazing homes. In fact, this is a little tea. I hate saying tea. And this isn't really tea because it's not anything. I'm it's just that I, my best friend Nick, used to date this girl Kat and and who, Kat Reitman, actually, Ivan Reitman's daughter, but Kat Reitman, you might know as the lead in a show that's on Netflix called Working Moms. And we used to hang out all the time. And Ivan Reitman, of course, was the director of Ghostbusters and all of these amazing movies. And he had property, he had a huge house in Montecito. And this, you're going to die. I went up to Montecito with like a bunch of friends to see Jason Mraz. That's how long ago this was in concert. And we stayed at their palatial estate, and they had, like, a movie room with, like, a movie theater candy area. They had a, um, uh, a trampoline built into the ground. Like, so you just, you know, you didn't have to hop on the trampoline. You were on the trampoline when you walked on the ground. The grounds were so meticulously uh, crafted. They had huge art installation pieces in the yard. Like, there was, like, a giant fork, I remember. And just really, like, they had, like insane art that I saw like at real museums in the house. And it was one of those houses where like I had my guest quarters was not even in the main house. They had a separate house of guest rooms. And then the whole all of it was like uh the whole house had like an intercom system so you'd be like Mr. Reitman, your 11 a.m. massage is ready. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is a dude that's worked with Bill Murray and all the And, like, you, they had, like, their own driver. So when we got, like, we got drunk after the Jason Mraz concert, the driver had to come get us and take us back to the property. And Oprah used to come over all the time. And my buddy, Nick, would go to screenings where Oprah would be, you know, come over for, like, movie night. And all of a sudden, he's sitting next to Oprah or, like, around her. And I'm like, holy moly. Guys, they live a different kind of life. And by the and by the way, Cat and Ra- I've all really, really nice, awesome people. Uh, but it just a way crazier life than any of us are used to. So Harry and them living in Montecito makes sense, you know. Um, so that's exciting, except that I'm not excited at all. But I just, I guess, as I try to deeper understand uh, pop culture and fandom, I can't. I have to understand. Uh, the royals as well because it seems like that is so huge for so many people and why does it why do i feel n- Why do i feel nothing i need to know why i feel nothing you guys please please help me uh i guess we have a lot of time she has not you know the the baby will be here in like seven or six months archie will be a uh, big brother all is great, I guess. So we'll see what happens. I just I I I think the frustration is I want to care. So if anybody can help me care about the Royals, reach out to me. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Also uh, Patreon, if you want other ep- episodes uh, Real Housewives of Dallas, I recap on there Patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I did a Q&A episode last week, I'll be doing another one of that this week, I'm starting Real Housewives of Miami I believe this week, my journey in that, and uh, also uh, Summer House will be over there, so we had a Summer House episode with me and Emily that I put on the main feed on Friday, so I think that's going to go over there as well uh, I do want to speak about this in terms of Valentine's Day Like I said, what a horrible uh, holiday it is. I'm joking. I know a lot of people love love. I do, too. I love to live, laugh, love, just like you guys. Um, Stephanie Holman from Real Housewives of Dallas, she posted one of the weirdest Valentine's Day messages to her husband, Travis Holman. So it's a picture of them. And by the way, not a great picture. Let's go, you know, Travis Holman looks like he's packing like a C cup here. No offense. I'm probably packing a B cup. Um, And, you know, it kind of looks like he has a gut and a C cup here. And and her comment goes, Happy Valentine's Day, Travis Holman, with the heart emoji. I love doing life with you. You are such a wonderful husband and father. You are the only person I have ever met who was babysat by a serial killer and made it out alive. True story. He was babysat by the I-5 killer love you so much today and every day what what I'm doing love wrong like what I mean what, what, and also when did serial killers get involved when was this a romantic message between lovers I I am so befuddled I I had to read it twice because I'm like I'm missing something I'm still in a dream world obviously melatonin has hit me again um it it, it <laughs> you know, because it's like when you think about love, you know, I guess this is something you think about. But, I mean, I love that Stephanie. Stephanie's mind on Valentine's Day thought about the time when her husband was babysat by a serial killer. Just like a really – I just I, – I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I just found it uh, startling to read. But I will say – One of my favorite Valentine's Day posts. Very different, very unique. I, in fact, didn't see any other Valentine's Day posts where anybody brought up serial killers at all. So that's huge. Congratulations to Stephanie Holman for winning Valentine's of the Year. Very exciting. Okay, so next up, um, hey, do you guys like apologies like I do? Do you you like them? Okay, well, let's see what you like, uh, if you like this one, because over the weekend, we had something huge happen in the terms of pop culture. Now, speaking of Britney Spears, we had Mr. Justin Timberlake. (laughs) This is great. Three days ago, Justin Timberlake, 17 years ago, has apologized to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson via his Instagram account. This is what Justin Timberlake writes. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others, and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson and Chris Kirkpatrick. No, just do both individually because I care for and respect these women, and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better, and most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It's it sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life, but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. Okay. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this as well as be a part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better and will do better. What do we think, you guys? What do we think? So we got two options and two ways to think about this. First way, of course, is, you know, fuck off, Justin Timberlake. Secondly is, OK, he apologized. Sure, it's 17 years after the fact, but he still apologized. So he wants to do better. There are a couple of things with these apologies that you always got to look out for because it's, it, it's, it's uh, you know, This comes off very PR-written, publicist-written. Like, part of me would almost feel better if he attached a video to this where it shows him writing it out so we can see these are his own words. You know, like a closed captioning camera where we see – or a CCR camera where it's like – we see him crafting this statement because I want to know this really came from him. Like, I almost would have felt more comfortable if there had been a spelling mistake or two in there, you know, where I'm like, okay, this is from a real person. He, you know, he says all the right things. It's just the amount of times over his career that he has ignored these comments. So it is interesting why now maybe people are waking up more to the fact and he is getting more and more heat and he, you know, obviously wants a career. Um, But then, you know, you go to think about it too, is that like, I mean, the Janet thing, it, I, I, to me, was really gross. He kind of let her take the fall for that Super Bowl thing with the nipple, you know, and really did not stand up for her. The Britney thing is bad as well because he kind of bragged about everything. he He was a, a typical dude you know a typical dude bragging about having sex with somebody kind of like you know uh, but that you know i uh, the only thing like that i remember when that was happening and like i really thought like wow britney cheated on justin and he obviously seems heartbroken because crimea river is a really good song <laughs> you're like i really like crimea river as a song so i take justin's side but you also got to realize what those guys were in their like early 20s at the time. And I was thinking about the shit I was doing in my early 20s. And I I was treated. Uh, I got my heart broken. I broke a heart. Um, so, you know, and if you add media on top of that, you saw what media did to Britney. And Justin just knew how to manipulate media better. Um, so it is interesting. And I hope he is correct and that he does want to continue this conversation because I – I think that would be an interesting conversation for him to be a part of. I would love to hear what he actually thinks. And obviously, Justin Timberlake will never be canceled, nor do I ever think he should be canceled. I think the man is very talented. I've seen him in concert before. I was blown away. Like, I was like, wow, he can dance and sing at the same time. He's actually singing his vocals. That impressed me. But it seems like he did have a huge failing, which a lot of us do. A lot of men do in particular have a huge failing in how we treat women, myself included. Like, you know, um, so... To have to remind your, yourself to do better every day is important, and I hope he really is taking that seriously. And, yes, the industry is – I think all industries are designed, except for maybe influencers, are designed to help men, you know, and help white men in particular. Uh, I myself have probably benefited from that many times. So, um, uh, you know, I, uh, I I, don't know. I, But, I, you know, so the apology was interesting – I'm. I don't know. Like I think I'm glad he did it. You know. I mean. I don't know. I don't know if he puts him more in the conversation when this should really be about like freeing Britney. Uh, Janet Jackson did an Instagram message back to him where it was like a thinly veiled, like you know, uh, kind of comment on it.
0: I was at home just the other day by myself, and I began to cry. I was crying because I was so thankful for all that God has bless me with all that he has given me. And I'm so thankful for him being in my life. And I'm so thankful for all of you being in my life. You're so special to me. And I want to thank all of you for making control. Number one, once again, after 35 years, I never, never in a million years, I I would never think that this would happen. I really appreciate you and I love you so So much. Thank you.
1: Bye. Uh that was actually Janet, she posted that on Twitter um just a couple days ago. I I mean it's a great message, but are you guys at all like it doesn't it it sound like Michael so much? Like the way the the timber of her voice, the pattern, the I love you so much. Like I remember her brother doing that. When I first listened to this clip, I I, I thought it was like somebody imitating Michael Jackson, and it, it was actually Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson is one of the few people that I have not ever seen live, and she was supposed to be at FYFS in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, and then they canceled it, which I would have loved to have seen her live. Um, I do want to make a, retra- not a retraction, but an apology. Um, I Last week, I was talking about Caitlyn Jenner with Courtney from two judgy girls. And I, uh, I, I miss, uh, I use the incorrect term to talk about Caitlin and I want to apologize for that. And it is definitely was not my intention at all. And, uh, so I'm very happy to, to actually point that out. And, uh, always, I know that is the correct way to refer to Caitlin as a, she, her proper gender. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm glad when people actually point stuff like that out because it was definitely not something intentional and it is something that I am happy to correct because I would never want to make light, uh, about that, uh, part of Caitlin's life at all. I would rather make fun of Caitlin in the fact that she, uh, She loves her little helicopters. I love helicopters, baby. Remember how she always plays with the little helicopters and golf? Oh, God, I love Caitlin so much. So uh, I'm very sorry about that was not my intention at all. So happy to correct that. Um, Also, I wanted to point out there was a Dumois story earlier this week. Uh, on thursday i believe about ariana maddox and tom sandoval and there was a uh, thing in there saying that they had split up and that uh moving trucks were in front of their house and that uh you, there would be a public uh announcement soon and i'm very happy to i think this has already been reported but i'm very happy to personally report that this is definitely not the case uh, this is definitely wrong. I reached out to very close sources um, immediately when I read this on on Thursday and really got a very quick, immediate response that it was not true. And I know that they corrected it on Dumois very closely after that. Uh, I bet that was just Jax being in like, I'm going to, uh, hey, Br- hey, Brittany. <laughs> yes, Jax. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say to Dumois that Tom had already, by the way, that's my new Jax voice. Hey, I'm Jax. <laughs> I hate Los Angeles, but I bet, uh, I bet it was Jax that put that to Demois and uh, hey, Duke's Moy, Duke's Moy, Tom and Ariana hate the, they're, they're, they're breaking up. Hey, Brittany. Yeah, (laughs) Jax. Sorry. No. So I'm very happy to report they are still together. That actually would be one that I would personally, and I think a lot of us would be very sad because they seem like they really do love each other. And when I've seen them out they do genuinely act like they love each other, and when I've hung out, like I, I, I once hung out with Tom separately, and he, um, he very much loved. Our, you know, like, have you ever guys have you ever done that with your girlfriends or guys with your guy friends where you go out without their uh, significant other and they act like a completely different person? They're like, yeah, let's get the ladies tonight. And You're like, you're, you, you have a girlfriend or a wife, and. Uh I was very happy that he was not creepy like that at all and it's always nice to see couples that actually and I know this sounds crazy actually like to be together. I know it's a new concept, but I'm saying I enjoy seeing it. I haven't seen it in a long time part partially because of COVID. Um oh my god, can I tell you something? I was talking to my best friend Dusty, which is by the way at, at a certain point and for guys especially do you all the guys listening, do you guys still like say like my best friend? And like girls, do you guys still say best friend even into your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s? Like, do you still say best friend? Or like as I get older, I'm like, is it silly that I'm still saying best friend? And when I say best friend, it's like like from like an early age, and that's why, you know, best friend. But then you have so many friends over the years, but I'm still saying like my best friend Dusty. Anyways, it's something I think about, like, should we be, you know, here's my second best friend, Nick, here's my third best friend, Amanda, here's my you know, like it should we be putting these people in races with each other? Actually, great idea for a reality show. Who's my best friend? We put them through a series of tests, psychological and physical, and somebody gets to be my best friend. I think Paris Hilton already probably did that show in the 90s or the early aughts. Um, but I was talking to him and he actually has a real job and he's one of the most brilliant minds I've ever met in my life and always has been. And I, we were talking, Oh my God, we were talking about army hammer. Cause he actually had heard about that. And I said, Oh yeah, God, you want to, you want to talk about, you want to think something crazy. What about the Hilaria Baldwin stuff? Cause I hadn't talked to him in like a couple months and he was like, who? And his husband was like, who? And, I was like, Hilaria Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's wife. And they're like, okay, what about her? And I explained they had no fucking clue Hilaria Baldwin was. And I had to, I got to explain it to them. And folks, I have never felt more alive in my life. And at the same time, I have never felt more dumb in my life because I finished and they were laughing. But also Desi was like, Why the why the fuck do you even care about this? And by the way, I love that that is the description of this podcast. We should call this podcast not so bad. It's good. We should call this podcast. Why the fuck do you care about this? (laughs) We are a group of people that care about this shit. And we don't even know, like, why do we care about this shit? I thought about that. I was like, this man has no idea who Hilaria Baldwin is. And honestly, he seems happier. And honestly, I might be happier if I didn't know who Hilaria Baldwin is. But I and then I said, oh, yeah, but, you know, she wasn't even from Spain. Spain. She was from Boston. And he was like, oh, was it like performance art? Was she doing like an Andy Kaufman where he, you know, Andy Kaufman in the 70s, a comedian that pretended he was like a wrestler and stuff like that. And it was kind of like this performance art comedy. I was like, no, she was just lying. And he's like, oh, okay. well, so what? Why do you care? (laughs) It's like and I. I was like, yeah, okay. Okay, why do I care? And then I was like, oh my god, a major I would say good 70, 80% of my life is stuff that I potentially shouldn't care about. And I think I think I'm kind of okay with that though. I kind of that's what we talk about folks where you lean in as you get older. Lean in. Um of course, Chris Harrison over the last week have, has gotten into a lot of trouble. He has uh stepped away. From the Bachelor franchise for the time being. We will see how long that goes for. I don't want to get into that right now. I'll get into that later in the week. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, let's see, anything else before we get into our guest, uh, Steve. Steven, at Faces by Bravo, which you guys are going to love this conversation. I can guarantee you that. Oh, my God. This was funny. Do your for Valentine's Day. My mom always does the cutest thing. She sends me Valentine's Day cards. You know, Becky Bailey. She sends me Valentine's cards every year. But this year, it was a little different. I opened it up. Guess what? $20. 20 bones. Cha-ching! And the sad part was that I was like, should I be happy or sad? Because last year, there wasn't $20. So something happened this year where she was like, Ryan might need that 20 bones, you know? So I thought that was really really interesting. Um thank you mom if you're listening. I uh do need the $20. I very much very much appreciate it um, a couple things uh, what to watch this week this is our Tuesday of course Monday night you had below deck season finale we will have a below deck reunion this next Monday so I hope uh, the season finale was good now Tuesday we got real housewives of Dallas episode seven I think real housewives of Dallas is still having a great season I really say and all this to people that like well I didn't pick it up it's too late to start now no it is not folks Bravo TV app has these episodes you can quickly catch up it is not too late i think it is worth it i think you guys are going to love the season wednesday like i said is a huge night for tv folks this is why we train all year because at the eight o'clock hour we have the premiere of real housewives of new jersey which like i said earlier is amazing i saw it you guys are going to flip out um it really is a great first episode. I cannot wait to talk about it with you guys right directly after we have part 2 of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. Um it's great. First part was great. I talk about it today with Steven and you're going this conversation is going to get you hyped for Wednesday, I can guarantee it. Um can I tell you that so there's this new Clubhouse app um and I think I talked about it earlier maybe. I joined it. I've only gotten to be a part of a couple conversations or even had time for it. Kate uh, Casey actually has uh, hosted a couple of rooms that I've found really good. One with Heather Gay, which I'll talk about in a second. But for you, so bad it's goodie. you, so bad it's good listeners. I have five clubhouse invitations to give away. So if anybody wants to email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com, and you're a listener of this program and you like me, and, and for real, you have to like me. If you don't like me, please do not email me asking for a clubhouse invite. But I have five to give away, and I want it to be to baddies out there. Um, so please email me. And also if you're a Patreon, uh, listener on top of that, email me and those will get priority. So, uh, the more clubhouse invites I get, I want to give it away to listeners and to Patreon subscribers. Cause I want you to be a part of it. Cause there's some really good conversations happening on there and I think I want to do one and I don't know if you guys will, will come join me when I do, but, um, Kate, let me know that Heather gay was going to be on there. So I get the, in there and I get to talk to Heather and I was able to ask her what it was like to, and she was so fun to talk to you guys. She was so great. I got to ask her what it was like to have a year go in between seasons, a uh, year go in between when she filmed and when it aired and if she thought people would like her or not. And she honestly didn't know. And you know, she was so surprised happily. And then I got to ask her if she would marry me. And she said, yes. I wish I had the audio to this because she actually did say yes. And I said, well, Heather, that's going to hold up in court. And she was just so great. And I hope to have her on the podcast. I will be honest. Her NBC rep has not emailed me back. She is the one NBC rep that has ignored me completely. And I know Heather would like to talk to me. So what I need any baddies out there to do is DM Heather and just say you need to talk to Ryan. It's so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey. The more people we can get, she is aware of me. We can get her on the show. I'm telling you guys, this will be the funnest interview ever. Like I can already tell. I mean, she's fun everywhere. She she just gives a fun interview. But I I cannot. I I just really want to talk to her. I think it would be so fun. Um, so if you guys uh, are bored and want to spam Heather Gay, please. Uh, so that's on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we have Summer House, episode three. So Summer House has been going good. Friday, we have Love After Lockup, and we have Below Deck Galley Talk, where it's like the people's couch, but with like Kate Chastain and um, Colin and stuff like that, watching, uh, you know, Below Deck episodes and commenting on it. Saturday, we have Saturday Night Live. Uh, and then Sunday, we have... 90 Day Fiance, of course. Uh, We have Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is starting to get good. Um, So we have a full week of TV ahead. Remember to set your DVRs. Uh, I want to let you know who's on Watch What Happens Live this week as well. Um, On Tuesday, which is today, when you listen to this, we're going to have a trio of, I believe, drag queens, Jada Essence Hall, Shea Coulee, and Tatiana. I have never fully gotten into um, like, like, drag race and all of these things. And it's one of the things that I feel the most guilty of, because I think I would like it. I've just never been fully exposed to it. And one of my great, um, my great sadnesses in life is I've never been to a drag brunch. And now I don't know if drag brunches will ever happen again because of COVID. Um, But that's something I would love to do when is Do you guys like drag bunches? Like, I would love to go to a really good drag brunch because every time I saw it on Instagram before COVID, everybody looked like they were having the best fucking time. So drag brunch is on my bucket list. Wednesday on Watch What Happens Live, we got a great team up. We got Margaret Josephs from Jersey and we got Michael Rappaport, always good together. And then Thursday on Watch What Happens Live, after Summer House, we got Amanda Batula and Kyle Cook. Uh, they are supposedly engaged possibly married that is going to be a great and remember on thursday i believe i will have somebody from summer house on this program so get ready for that so that is what to watch uh this next week i think you are going to like it i did have one more story was that scott disick went instagram official with lisa renna's daughter one of her daughters I'm going to be snarky and not even say her name. It's like Amelia Bedelia or the other one. I don't know. They're Instagram official. Scott has blonde hair now. I don't know. I mean, it's weird though. Like I have a pre, like I don't like, I'm, I am famously am known for not liking Lisa Rinna. Um, and that kind, of, that kind of spills down into her daughters as well. I don't care. In fact, I find it kind of sad. Like it's weird that like I, now I miss Sophia Richie. You know, I miss Sophia Ritchie um, and Courtney and Travis Barker are still going strong. I mean, they're fine. Everybody's flipping out about Courtney and Travis Barker. I don't even like Courtney that much. And Travis, he's got a lot lot of tattoos and I know he's a great drummer, but they kind of bore me as a couple. Like, I'm glad everybody's finding love, but we got to admit, Scott, I mean, we, 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 I, you know, that movie, we need to talk about Kevin, we need to talk about Scott. Can we get into it a little bit? I mean, we're not going to get into it a lot, but, I mean, get close, to the, get, get close, get close. I think he kind of, like, he likes, like, young girls. Like, 21 and above, but, like, young, you know? Like, come on, that's, like, it kind of gets sadder as it gets older. Like, do you guys think that as well, or is that just me? Um, you know, obviously, the... The Lisa Renna daughter he's with, she seems pretty, but it's like, it's weird to think like, Oh, I liked Sophia better. Sophia seemed like she had more personality. Like I never thought I would be saying that, but I'm saying that. And like, I'm not even bothering to remember Lisa Rena's daughter's names. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like, guys, this isn't going to last. Like, do you think this is, do you think this is it for Scott? Like, you think he's like, he's found the love of his life? No, but it is gotta be weird when Scott meets Travis Barker for the first time, that's the keeping up with the Kardashians episode I want to see. Like, because Scott will know, it's like, oh shit, Travis is a self-made man. He's got a skill of drumming. He's got tattoos everywhere. He's kind of a badass. And Scott is, you know, Scott Disick. I mean, that's just fascinating. And you think about the Kanye of it all, I'm bummed that Kanye and Kim aren't together because I would have loved to have seen holiday parties with Kanye and Travis Barker. Like you've really opened up the holiday party situation with two celebrities of that stature. You know, Um, you guys, I love you so much. That is our pop culture roundup for today. Oh, only 37 minutes in. You guys, our guest today is Steve or Steven at Faces by Bravo is the Instagram account. He is a genius. He does the best housewives impressions. Like I say in the show, he is a laser with his Comedy with his memes has some of the best Housewives Bravo pop culture observations of anybody that I've ever talked to. I know you're going to love him. He's been on the show twice before. Um, so I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation because we just have such a great rapport. So without further ado, here he is at Faces by Bravo.
0: Beats, beats, die,
1: start the week off right and I think of no better person to do that with than my next guest um, I think of people that are so knowledgeable and Bravo I I don't I'm not into cars but I imagine it's like driving a Ferrari who we're about to talk to I just the performance the the way it takes the turns the way it accelerates I think we're about to hear greatness in fact I know we are I've talked to this gentleman two times before and they've both been insanely fabulous conversations except that I do know he is a Lisa Rinna apologist so we will forgive him for that but we are going to talk to him about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City episode, uh, reunion episode one, plus so many other things. Uh, Steven, you know him as faces by Bravo on Instagram. Welcome back to the show.
2: Ah, uh, thanks for having me. And I cannot think of a better person to dissect reunion part one with. I <laughs> am literally living. I'm still on the edge of my seat from last night. It's a night.
1: buzz, you know, and I think what's great about it too, is that I think the Southern charm reunion kind of like got us like it was like an aperitif, like a, yeah. a moose Like, a, uh, like it was like, okay, the reunions could be really good. Like, and Craig was on fire. So I think off that high of the Southern charm reunion into this, and it was nonstop that that first was just nonstop. Unbelievable. And I have
2: oh my god I'm getting chills this is so <laughs> stupid but honestly I'm, I'm about to cry <laughs> <laughs> but no in reality like I don't know that I felt especially being a first season reunion the depth that this reunion went into and the like it it was like genuine hurt and um relationships that were being dissected and just it felt so genuine, authentic, and dramatic. It was amazing.
1: And we and and I, I was telling the audience last week is that we only have a few chances in life to see a first season Housewives reunion, and mm-hmm. they're usually. You know, also we've always talked first seasons of these shows usually aren't the best season of the show, but I think this actually had so much amazingness in it. Like the fact that I still have people on my uh, Instagram posts of like, oh, I didn't care for them. I don't like them at all. I'm like, how do you, how, how is this happening? Like, they
2: literally don't have taste. The lack of taste. (laughs) Honestly, this first, like, even for this reunion, I'm going to say you know out myself on this but I was hesitant on having a three part reunion I was like this season was phenomenal I will give it all that like literally I'm going to miss these women whenever they're filming for season two because I want them on my TV at all times but I was still thinking like really? A three-part reunion? I mean, it was a phenomenal season, but I didn't feel like they could fill up three parts. After watching part one, I was like, give me five parts. Yeah. Like, well, and, honestly. And it,
1: you know, that example of OC having the same amount of episodes, they got a two-part, right? And this is a three-part, which just goes to show that they did have such a huge amount of material to cover. Because when you were seeing clips last night on that reunion of I forgot about the double thumbs up. I Mm -hmm. forgot about the Lisa, Heather. Like, I forgot about that dynamic of that relationship. Uh, I mean, it's so fascinating to have Mary in there commenting on things that she wasn't a part of. Um, Really great.
2: Oh my God. Mary was my MVP of the night. I don't know what your thoughts are, but for me, Mary not only was... She delivering drama. She was reading the reading the other women, but she was also showing for the first time a really good first lady, Mary, where she was actually helping other people hash out. Like she, and she was like, not taking sides with any, like it does not matter if you're friends with her. She'll come for any one of you, bitches. It doesn't. Well, but it's her, like an objective outfit,
1: way. Even I, I'm not into fashion, but I even, I even noticed her outfit was on point. Yes. it was, you know, very gold and shimmery, like an Oscar. But she looked beautiful. Um, uh, and and I think that's the benefit. I guess the negative which she complained about is that she really wasn't in any of the group scenes. They all kind of wanted to stay away from her in a way, but it almost made her the, like you said, the MVP of this first episode because she had this kind of. Unbiased mm-hmm. look. She was able to tell Lisa the truth. She was yep. able to tell Jen the truth. She was like spilling truth bombs. And when she was hearing about other people's situations, she was like, "No, nah, that doesn't make sense. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree <laughs> with that." You know. um The other
2: thing about <laughs> did you watch what you ha- watch what happens live last night? Of
1: course I did. Yeah, with of her. Of course and, you heard her yeah. say
2: is there anything you would like to redo from the season? And she says, um, I would like more scenes of Mary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the only, like, I better, I hope we get, uh, I, I, I would love to get Charlinda in there and the reunion, her housekeeper, well, her, her, her too, friend. But, that's not a friend. That's a housekeeper. That's not a housekeeper. Well, did you
2: see, she did an interview. Charlinda's gone. What? Like Ice, in life, yeah, like she passed news. away. Did she um, pass away? Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. I was like, oh my God. Charlinda. No, 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 no. No, I think I'm sure it probably had something to do with the show because she, Mary said in an article, maybe I should check my references, but I'm pretty sure I read that she said Charlinda's left, like up and left. And I wonder if it had to do with like...
1: See, that's, but that's what I'm like, get those cameras on. I would have loved to see the dissolution of that relationship. I had this thought last night because I know they, they plug during the episode that season two is coming soon. And my thing is, I don't think we've ever seen this. I know they're probably in a rush to get this out as soon as possible because it's been a year in between. Wouldn't you kind of love, we've never seen this on a housewife show of have an actual episode of season two be about the reunion, be about all of them getting ready. Like we get to see an extended version of the backstage. We get to see the aftermath. We get to see what, you know, who Meredith comes home to is set there with her with like a bowl of bananas. Like what what do we get to see after that that ends, you know? You know what?
2: I kind
1: of feel like that's something we will get for season
2: two. The only reason I'm saying that is a little birdie told me that season two starts filming on Monday. Um, all right, so so you'll get the reaction, still be the reunion, still gonna be airing for the next two weeks. Oh
1: man, well, now, and I just gotta ask a follow up question, Stephen. Are you saying that birds can talk? Where yes. are these birds talking? Can I meet the birds? Like, um, this is fascinating.
2: It's Mary's birds. <laughs>
1: wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> Do you have confirmation? Is Mary coming back? I assume I she don't is. Know. I if assume If she, she, if she was on Watch What Happens Live last night.
2: I have to say, I would be shocked if Mary's not coming back. I think Andy loves her. Not to say that Andy's the end-all, be-all person for casting, because he's not. But I watching him last night, he was genuinely laughing because Mary as she's so kooky that you cannot help but like cringe and laugh and she's just phenomenal TV Like you can re- tell when
1: Andy's having a good time yes. and you can tell when he's genuinely he's, he's a part of it but at the same time you can tell he's taking a step back and going this is really enjoyable for even my taste you know even
2: in part one of the reunion he was like very adamant about like wait I want to hear from Mary like There were moments where, you know, she was jumping in, which I felt like she handled everything well herself last night, but he, there were moments where he would jump in and say, no, I want to hear from Mary. And like, he would laugh at things that she was saying. I'm like, thank God. Because I, in my head, I've been telling myself, Mary's coming back. Mary's coming back. But there is that little piece of me where I was like, Oh God, what if they don't bring Mary
1: back? But I, I, See I was I was of the impression that she was not going to come back not because of anything but just because of there were certain things that she said over the season legality wise, where I was like, we've seen where, you know, with with Erica Jane, we've seen with Teresa Giudice, we've seen that like when you put yourself on film saying or bragging about certain wealth aspects, or you're putting a religion on there that is sometimes talked about as a cult, you put yourself in a really dangerous position to have these things used against you at some point, which I believe Erica Jane is going to be walking into momentarily. So I thought somebody would really put her aside and say, Hey, you might not want to keep doing this. This might not be the best look in the long run.
2: Narcissism is a dream. for. But see, that's what makes TV. her a great housewife. That's what yes! makes her, that's what I mean.
1: You, <laughs> see, it is so weird to explain this is that you, cause somebody was like saying, uh, uh, like who's your favorite housewife? Who's your least favorite? And I was like, well- I don't personally love Ramona in the sense of what she yes. does or what, but at the same time, I would hurt myself if she was never on the show. I would Thank you. hate it so, so, so much. And that's the thing you have to accept is that I don't, and everybody's like cancel culture. Like I don't need people to be canceled, but I'm like, that's what I, I, I view these as sports. You can have your favorites, you can have your non-favorites, but you know, okay. Like an example, like I thought, um, uh, Teddy Mellencamp didn't do anything for me. So yes. I was fine with having her go. Like I was like, yeah. her time has come and gone. There's nothing it that I will miss. <laughs> and it seems like she's doing her own thing or whatever, but like, but somebody like Ramona, it's like, you need Ramona. You oh need God, that yes. mess. You know,
2: I a thousand percent agree with you. I cannot quit Ramona. No, how, like, I think the thing is, I don't think people want to cancel her i think with ramona i feel like she just needs to take accountability of the things she says and learn from it and i don't think i think the one thing that ramona gets away with is she's of a certain age and definitely just is unaware of some of the things and that she says and what they can mean and all of that so i think at times she gets a pass i could be wrong but um with Mary, I think that is, she is actually kind of like a Ramona in that sense, where she's so she can be problematic, but it's like you, ha- it's captivating to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I do, I do always laugh when I think about people how they watch this show. Like I watch the show with Ramona, and I'm like, oh my god, she's just walking into mess after mess. It's so embarrassing, but hysterical. Yes. And then I always think about the people watching it going like. Wow, I love Ramona. What a fancy lady! I love how she handles herself. Like that's what I love is that it, it, it there. You know, the Bravo audience seems like it really has so both different. sides, mm-hmm. and people. You know, I, I we especially saw this in really serious situations like Monique and Candace from Potomac, oh, yeah. where the 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 dialogue, the discourse on it is so insanely passionate, and it almost takes off exactly from that night with the fans where people are getting angry with each other. I guess I the more I do this podcast, the more I realize like there's. I I have my opinion, but at the end of the day, it's still, I mean, I think I'm right, but it's still just my opinion. There's room for all of them. I mean, but I'll fight against it.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the one thing that I feel like can be frustrating um, running like my account faces by Bravo is like, especially this was with the Monique versus Candace thing. People would come onto my comments and saying all this stuff about me, like, you are this, you're that because you're, you agree with Monique. And I'm like, I'm not forcing my opinion on anybody. I'm a viewer just like anybody else. So I'm giving my opinion. Don't come at me because this is not your opinion. You know what yeah. I mean? You can disagree with me and I will disagree with you back, but I, does it doesn't make me a
1: bad person. <laughs> like it's okay. <laughs> but you know, it's like when people put a strong opinion, like, but I never like, I don't, I just, it's, 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 it, it's weird it's like it's not that deep but at the same time it is that deep but it's like weird that's why I think these shows kind of do succeed because it hits that both thing of like it's insanely funny but at the same time it can sometimes really trigger me emotionally and Mm -hmm. I think that's why that weird space of why it works uh before we start breaking down Salt Lake even more because I really want to get in depth what has your what do you think the overall year for Bravo has been like this past year and where I mean, are you very hopeful for the future? I I always ask my guests this question now as I see Netflix kind of really stepping in there. We have TLC just going gangbusters with their 90-day universe. Where Mm -hmm. do you see this going? Are you happy with what they've done this last year in in quarantine?
2: I think there's been a mix of success and a mix of growing pains. Um, Where I've seen success, um, Potomac incredible season i mean and it was cool you got to
1: feel very um very happy that you were one of the loudest voices along with so many other i mean like money all these all these people right like everybody was like saying you gotta watch potomac everybody it's not just you gotta watch it and this season i think a lot of people there were so many new eyes on new eyes on it and what was so cool was that they thank god they hit they had a season that hit it out of the park
2: yeah oh i mean. I literally can remember back, I, I mean, I obviously was um, in like the Facebook groups and stuff when I had Facebook back before I started Faces. But when I started Faces back in like 2018, I remember like I had an effort to really promote Potomac because I was like, y'all are really missing out on some quality TV. Like that star power is there. Don't think back to season one. If you really like dive in, just I promise you season three picks it up and season four is going to be even better. And like slowly it kept building and the other accounts were doing, it wasn't just me, other accounts too. And slowly watching the fan base build was phenomenal. And like getting the DMs like, Oh my god, thank you for letting or for making us do this. And right now I'm doing the same thing with Married to Medicine, which I yelled I'm at doing you the same and thing your DMs. I'm doing
1: this. I but I, I started my journey. I started I'm so it, glad. Yes,
2: yes. Um, yeah, I've been getting tons of DMs lately about thank god I started Married to Med, because again, it's one of those shows that I think people just like put away in the back corner, and I don't know why for Married to Med, because it's been amazing since season one, but if you love Housewives, this is Housewives on Steroids. You have to dive into it. And again, I'm so excited for that season. And it's going to be phenomenal.
1: Um, my, my thing with it, I, I mean, I know what it is for me or what it was for me was that, you know, I was OC from the beginning. I was New York. I was um, uh, Beverly Hills all from the beginning. And so you have these three kind of iconic shows. Atlanta, I was Atlanta from the beginning. Yeah. And then what happens is that they start adding more and you're actually living your normal life. This is before yeah. I was in, this is before I had a podcast, Instagram, anything right. like that. And Married to Medicine, I don't see a housewives title in that title. Right. You know, like I'm like, do I have, I was doing flipping out. I was, I was a blowout guy. I was an NYC prep guy at a certain point. You're like, I do, I I got, I got married. I got, you know, like I had to do things, you know, in my life. but what now, do you, mean since,
2: you had to do things. You work. Well, you work.
1: Well, but now, well, see, that's what I'm saying. Now, since my life has completely fallen apart, I have so much more time to pick up all of the Bravo universe. And I am so ashamed that there is really quality TV out there that I think people like you uh, really preach the gospel of. And that's why I think your account, not only is it hysterically funny, but it's educational. And I say that with a straight face because it is. You know, you've got to there's a reason how these shows get watched. People have to, you know, create a buzz around them. And it's like this slow build. And that's why Mm -hmm. I even love the Bravo audience being like paying attention to ratings. Like I remember like, oh, Salt Lake, why are they putting it on after OC? It's it's hurting the demographic. It's hurting the demo, you know, but we're that passionate because we want this to succeed. I love that
2: you said that because I literally could name off ratings like every yeah. week back in the day, like in 2015, 20 my first, my morning routine before anything, I used to get on my computer ch- or on my phone, check all of my blogs, check all my ratings. And like, it was like an encyclopedia in my yeah. head. I, I knew where every show stood And it's because it's fascinating to me. Well,
1: even the Potomac, I remember then really paying attention to the next day ratings. And of course, there's ratings, you guys. And then there's like the three-day ratings and then the seven-day ratings, which they take into account the DVRs and stuff. But I love that when I'd be like, okay, nice. it ticked up in the demo. Uh, We're not where we need to be on the numbers. But I think that, and then I'd be like, why are they airing it on this Sunday? They're airing up against this game. It doesn't make sense. We become these kind of like television programmers uh, but it only just shows that we care. What mm. was your opinion about airing Salt Lake after OC this season?
2: Um, I think what they needed to do, I, th- I actually think that was a smart pairing. I think the demo kind of matches up if you think about the people that are typically an OC viewer and who you think would be a Salt Lake viewer. But what they did wrong was it should have been eight and nine, and yeah. Then they would have been able to, like, once OC was done, Salt Lake can just remain at nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, At this point, I feel like because OC ended and Salt Lake was so far, you know, along, they were towards the end. They just left it at 10. I think that's luckily watching East Coast time for me is great because I'm on the West coast. So I'm watching it at 7 PM.
1: Yeah. I get the East coast feed because of yeah. the AT&T T- direct TV. Exactly. And so I don't get the same. Like I love hearing West coast people complain about the time and like, I need to go to bed. And I'm like, yes. you stay up, you loser. You will <laughs> stay know. up and you will help these ratings. You know, Christian
2: but- said he went home um, to the East coast and he was one of those people. who's like, why are y'all not staying up and watching? Like, stay up till 10 o'clock. And he said he got home to the East Coast and he was like falling asleep at (laughs) like (laughs)
1: 9.50. See, that's the sad thing about uh, getting older (laughs) is you have to admit defeat sometimes. But my thing is just like, what, you're going to just sit in your bed and scroll on your phone anyways. You stay up and you scroll on your phone and watch the show as well. I I just, I'm not one of those people that needs to be fully relaxed before I go to sleep. I just, anyway. Oh,
2: I'm the worst at falling asleep because I am on my phone scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I probably- fall asleep an hour later than I should or two
1: hours. (laughs) That's what I loved about a lot of these shows in this past year with Bravo is that they gave us times where you had to be up off your phone. You, you, you had to pay very close attention. Like Mm -hmm. last night, I mean, I watched uh, the salt Lake reunion two times so far. And one time I just watch it for fun where I can fuck around on my phone. And maybe like, if I have an idea for a meme, which by the way, I want to ask like you, you have such a huge Instagram account. And I feel like the there's, there might be not as much freedom as I have where I can still wake up and I can throw off like three semi funny to shitty memes. And like, you kind of have to, I don't, well, I mean, first off, I don't think you ever miss, but like, do you ever, does that ever paranoia you a little bit of like, ah, is this even funny enough to put out there? Like,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. I'm actually like right now, I feel like I am going through growing pains with it as far as like, sometimes, you know, I don't know, like, the way some of the engagement can be sometimes it, it makes you question whether are people seeing it or was that meme just like not funny? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, and by
1: the I, thing, like I and I know during the day is not the best time to post, but sometimes like, I'm just like, you know, it's like my morning coffee. I like to throw totally. off a meme. I know it's not going to be really seen a lot or maybe it'll be passed around through the day. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the nighttime ones are always going to get more traction. But like, I'm kind of doing this for myself too of like stupid exactly. jokes. And like, if you like them, great. But I always wonder when you get to that size, if you're constantly like oh, second absolutely. guessing, you know?
2: That, I think that is probably the a creator's nightmare and can be like the thing that, can take you down is like, if you get in your head too much about it, you can't focus on the numbers and all of that. Focus on what is making you happy. And that's something I'm working on because again, like this past week, I feel like I don't, I don't know if my shit's landing or not. And then, but then I'm like, I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it because it's fun and it's for me. It's not like it's my job. It's like a hobby. So I need to like, Get over that, I guess. I anyway.
1: was talking to Maggie uh, last week, best of uh, uh, Maggie, mm-hmm. yeah, best of Bravo, right and yeah. uh, and you know, we were talking about, because, like, I came in, like, a year or so ago, and I came in with, like, oh, no, Bravo, and Monty, and, like, there's, like, I was thinking about it, like, you know, the freshman class, and I was talking <laughs> about, like, who, when she was started, and she was, like, it was you, you know? Yeah. She was, yeah. like, you and her started around the same time, and you became mm-hmm. friends, and I I like that thought, because, but now it seems like there's so many meme accounts. Oh, it's I like mean, they, it's, like,
2: an absurd. Uh, ob- Obscure like piece of a reunion or a prop will turn into an Instagram handle right now.
1: (laughs) But you know, well, that and that's the thing is that. But I mean, I I still think the only things that truly work is when you do have your own personal sense of humor or your own personal touch. It might not work in the immediate, but after a while, it's just like you can tell when they're homogenized and we're all making the same joke and there's no personal flair on it. You know,
2: I've always said there is room for everybody. Absolutely room for everybody. Um, just put your own personal thing. Be, be don't be afraid to be opinionated because that's the other thing. Don't cave because other people have different opinions. Be able to learn and take other people's opinions in consideration, but don't like take it to a point where you know it's getting deeper than it needs to be. And then just make sure it's fun and you're enjoying it. It's a lot of work. That's the one thing. As I think people also just assume it's easy to do. Cause it's what, Oh, I just make a meme and I post it, but it's not really like that. It takes yeah, yeah. a while to build up your base and like really connect with everybody and sort of find your niche and everything.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Um, uh, you should do an influencer program where you do like you, you take people aside and you give them like a six week training program on how oh, to make gosh. Bravo memes.
2: I mean, I literally, would be the worst at that because I like, don't know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> I'm <I know>. like... <laughs> it's, like, it's like flying by the seat of your pen. Like, I, I mean, seriously. So like, it is so funny. I will say there are times where I'm like, and I don't say, I don't say this literally because I was like, this is a fire meme. I literally yeah. don't say that. But I'm like, sometimes I'm like, this is so good. I'm so yes. happy with this. And then you put it out and you immediately within two minutes regret everything. Yes. You're like, oh my God, my why God? did I even think that was fucking funny? You're such an oh, idiot. Oh
2: my God, like, no one no one likes it. Oh yes. my
1: God, what the fuck? I'm deactivating, I'm deactivating, I'm deactivating. Yes. I'm deactivating. Absolutely. Um,
2: or, <laughs> or the worst is when you post and there's like typos or shit. And then you- oh. what, oh it's like but it's already like taking off so uh, like what do i do now guys yeah
1: <laughs> by the way i'm not an english major obviously Same. i i always get uh, i do the should have and could have or something yeah and i have so many girls that will put in the comments of like my you know what i screwed up on in the meme yeah. and i'm like okay but did you think it was funny like i mean like i get <laughs> like i'm not obviously if i was good at like grammar and stuff i'd be doing something different like i mean yes. um Okay, so the last thing I want to talk to you, and I don't know how much you can actually talk about this, yeah. um, and I'll, I can edit around whatever you can or can't say. You were on an episode of, I think, two episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County this yes. season. Yes. Now, you actually were in one of my favorite storylines with helping, like, uh, it was Jakey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a Bronwyn Winham Burke's son yes. uh, and into his drag persona, right? Yes. A- am yes. I saying this correctly? Like, yeah. That's and what correct. what what is his drag name? Did uh, um Divine Devon? Right, and I thought that was amazing. And I know, I know you have a personal relationship with Bronwyn, and I have I have like personal relationships with certain Bravo people, like I, Ariana and Tom. Yeah. And was it was it? Did you watch this season? Because you like, did. Or did you just stay away because you actually have a personal relationship?
2: I I did watch the season. Um. So I will say, in je- like so. Bronwyn and Monique, I have personal relationships with. Like, I'm really close to both families. Really, with um, Monique
1: too? I didn't. I, oh, I don't yeah. think I was aware of that. I mean, oh, I think yeah, I, I knew, her, knew baby her, but I didn't. And everything.
2: Oh, I don't
1: think I picked up. Uh, okay.
2: Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I think I've been in like a couple episodes of Potomac, just like in the background. Yeah. But, um. No. Yeah. Monique and I are, uh, really close because I'm really good friends with her brother. Um. So back-to-back seasons with two of your friends having really rough seasons was not the easiest. So I did actually end up taking like a little, like I didn't disappear off of Instagram, but I took like a two week, like I'll post a couple things every now and then to like make sure people know I'm not gone. (laughs) But I just needed like a refresh because again it's like when you know other things that are happening behind the scenes that's
1: that's the kind of and I don't and I know we can't find out what those things are but I do have to it is weird because you do know the fan base you do know how you personally like will feel things Mm -hmm. and I was like you know my thing with Bronwyn was like so she started the season first episode if she had stopped at that first episode and said I'm Bronwyn I'm an alcoholic I I still think like this, this girl wins the Pulitzer. She like, she, she killed it. She's like, yeah. wow, what an amazing first episode. And then throughout the course of that season or through this past season, I feel like she hurt her case at a very important time where she was actually trying to grow as a person, which I don't think was fake. I think she definitely was an alcoholic. I think all of those things, but as a Bravo fan, did you ever have to like warn her of like, Hey, they're going to paint things in a certain way. I hope you know this. Oh yeah. Okay. Being a housewife, I think is like a nonstop campaign. It's like you're campaigning to be president nonstop. You have to look around at all of your personal relationships. It's like a game of chess. Who am I up with today? Who am I down with today? How, and I, I imagine that's going to be physically and emotionally exhausting, totally. but it is, I mean, but I was just like, from a personal standpoint, I was like, it's got to suck to see your friend go through a lot of online hate, but at the same time, you're probably also very familiar with how that works and goes, Okay, yeah, I can see where she was edited. I mean, like, I you know, oh yeah, you know, all of your totally. friends are expressing the opinion of like this about your friends, so it's like such a weird place to be. I gotta imagine.
2: One thousand percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, with Potomac, I was never. I don't think I've ever been so happy, but so sad for a season to end because it was a phenomenal season Magical for everybody. Season, yeah like but for me it was not a great season for me i mean it it was yeah. hard it was well hard. and I,
1: I mean and if you do ever when when you if you do talk to monique again please tell her i am so bummed that she left i was so saddened oh. because i really really wanted that come and i by the way i know this is probably healthy for her in the long run but i really wanted that i i mean i i almost kind of wanted that Candace monique reconciliation i almost wanted i was very because you heard the remember we all bravo fans heard the rumor that contracts went out and she did get one and then all of a sudden after that the last reunion she went on ig live and said she was not going to be returning and i gotta say like i was really and this is so silly because it's not my life i was really sad i I was sad for a couple days you know
2: i I mean i knew that was coming i didn't know she was going to announce on ig live that night but as soon as i saw the um part one of the reunion. I texted her like, cause I, I saw it, I w- was watching it before she was watching it. And I said, girl, I don't like how this part three is going. This, this is not what I expected. And they started watching. And I just knew once I finished the episode, I was like, I don't think she's going to come back. Like she yeah. was over it at that point. I think. And it was why just you, like, what,
1: why, why do you think Bravo doesn't give us, all I the here's footage. my theory. Like, why does like why I'll pay $10, I'll I'll be like Discovery Streaming Channel. I'll pay Bravo 20 bucks a month and just give me all of it. I will discern what you know, but give me all of it. I want to see all of it.
2: Here's my theory. Um, my theory is so they made it this three-part reunion, right? Mm-hmm. And it should have been a four, but they made it, they extended this extra 30 minutes, made it 90 minutes, whatever. So they knew they couldn't get all of both sides into that. So who is the cast member that has had the hardest time being liked by an audience and who is probably the least expensive. Well, besides Wendy on the show, Candace. Candace. Yeah. So if we give Candace a, you know, more of a positive reunion, then I mean, obviously we'll maybe people will, you know, ride for her a little more or have more of her side, Monique, if we don't air as much, then she's going to look bad to, to some viewers. And then she's going to like her. It's like thinking that she would not have her ego would not let her quit the show. Like, I'm not going to go out like this. Yeah. The thing is she did the show for fun and she always said, I'm putting my family first if that ever disrupts my family, I'm going to leave. And so that's what she did. She, she turned down a housewife contract and that's, yeah. I, mean, give that- which I guess
1: is, is good is, is on the way out. Like that's a great way to go out of like, well, I could have gone back. But at the same time, I just wonder if months later, you rethink those things and go, man, like, like, like an athlete. Like I always yeah. compare, like, I, I don't really like sports, but Tom Brady, I hear when he goes into the off season and people are like, are you going to come back? Are you going to come back? He's like, you know what? I did so well, my whole career. And then like halfway through break, he's like, He gets that competitive thing in him, and he's like, I can do it one more time. I can do it one more time. I'm going to go out swinging. And that's what I wonder if it's the same. And I don't mean Monique, but the same for all housewives, where they're like, no, I I got one more in me. I don't
2: think there's that many that walk away from a contract. I think there's very few housewives that can say that they actually quit versus they weren't asked to return in a full-time capacity. Yeah. Like, Dur- so like Dorinda's.
1: Th- like she wasn't asked to return right. or, t- I mean, she probably will return in the future, but this season, she wasn't offered the contract.
2: And I think, I mean, I think if Monique would want to go back, I think the door would be open at any point for Monique to come back because let's be honest, the name is housewives of Potomac and she was the only one that owned a house in Potomac. So I think that's kind of, like she was the wealthy. Like she's the one that had the money. Had like
1: she had a she lake had house. She family. had a yeah. She
2: had she had she had four or five homes. You know. She has a fancy
1: <laughs> bird. She has a fancy. Yes. Well, oh it, my god, but,
2: T'Challa! I feel wrong. Well,
1: here's my seat. I mean, may, I was thinking like could T'Challa still possibly come back? Could they offer T'Challa a contract and T'Challa takes it, but Monique doesn't? Maybe I you get a different handler.
2: <laughs> I did jokingly say, I was like, whenever um, T'Challa, like in the very beginning of season five, I did say to her, I was like, just an FYI, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Jiggy in Lisa's first season got a contract. She, <laughs> Wait, he is that true? His, he got is that paid. true? Jiggy had Jiggy got paid. So I was like, Next season, if you know, like you're going back next season, get T'Challa a contract. Yeah. He's a star.
1: Like, yeah. Honestly. Well, I mean, honestly, was a star, but honestly, that's you know, rest in peace, Jiggy. But also, after Jiggy did get that contract, Jiggy did have two seasons of spiraling into drug addiction, and I it think that contract lot. it was, it hard was to just watch. so sad to watch. Yeah, it got yeah. so skinny. I mean, he at was one losing point. his hair. Very like. skinny. <laughs> poor, poor Ken had to carry Jiggy the whole time. He I couldn't know. You couldn't then, even walk at a certain point.
2: I'm convinced that's actually why. Ken had to get that hip replaced because he was just being weighed down by by. Um,
1: <laughs> well, you know, well, my theory was even darker was that. Kin and Jiggy were each other's life force, and that's why they were always like. So when Kin like wasn't, it was like yes. I don't know if no. you guys remember ET, but ET and Elliot they like had life force, and like that's why you know Kin yes. always had it because they fed off each other. So as soon as Jiggy passed, I was like, we need to keep watchful eye on Kin and make Watch sure he is okay. Eye. You know,
2: absolutely.
1: Um, <laughs> we're so horrible. This is, but this is the philosophical conversations you get into with a yes. genius. So um, okay, so we we covered all that. Let's get back to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Wait, actually, before I do that. Are you, you know, are you a fan of all pop
2: culture, right? Not just Bravo. Yeah, um, I think since starting Faces by Bravo, all of pop culture takes a back seat to Bravo. <laughs> just because I feel like now that's It's like, a full-time job. It's yeah. full-time stuff. But yes, I am a fan of all pop
1: what, what, I mean, just what are like, what, what do you like music? What do you like TV other than Bravo? What movies are your favorite? What do you think? Um
2: Ariana Grande is my girl. Now, who's um, that? Is
1: that a an actor? Is that a-
2: do not, <laughs> don't even, my queen. Um, you'll be, fa- you may be familiar with my um, housewives dancing to "Rain on Me."
1: Oh yes,
2: yes, yes. That's like my, that was like my favorite thing to do this summer. It's so funny how many housewives dancing scenes from episodes match up to "Rain on Me." It's hysterical.
1: <laughs> like, how do you? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, did you get into like the actually physical editing, like a Scorsese movie, with your posts and stuff? You I, know
2: am literally learning as I go and just saying, I hope this works. Like literally I don't, I don't have any background in this. So I'm just downloading apps that look like they are video editing apps. And then I try and learn like what I'm supposed to do and it's trial and error, honestly. Um, so I like I've if now you eventually
1: learned- get a contract and you're considered like Spielberg and it's like, he started off as a Bravo meme account and learned his passion <laughs> for film, you know?
2: Well, no, it, what's funny is like, I always tell people when they're like, if they ask, "Oh my God, how'd you do that?" I was like, "Honestly, lucked out." I'm, sh- I lucked out, and I'm sure there's a much easier way to do it, but I am doing it the hardest way possible, just because I don't know any other way. Like someone could probably show me like the actual way to do something, and I'll be like, "No, I, I've learned it this way." I'm, and it would probably take ten seconds versus. 20 yeah. minutes yeah no oh, I, yeah. it's like the green screen that's like my favorite oh god favorite thing.
1: see like i hear that stuff and i just like i'm like oh my god so, I have so much longer farther to go and like art i mean i do consider this your art i consider it a lot of the the meme accounts i love it's like it's it it's raises the bar to the next level and i like i even like the the smaller accounts because i feel like we all kind of like feed off each other or push each other to go better or, like you know and then
2: like different niche things come out of it that's what's yeah. amazing is like you know, I, when I think niche, um, Oh no, Bravo, like the amount of things that she's doing, that's like, unlike anybody else, like, that's amazing that she's doing that because that's a, like a different, it it shows that she's a different brand essentially. Yeah, you know what exactly. I
1: mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So real after of I like, I want to actually go through this a little bit, um, you know, the the start of a reunion, you always get like scenes from the reunion, but you also get them all coming in. You get to see Lisa without makeup, Meredith with eye patches everywhere. I don't, there was like a, just a half of a shot of Meredith, like, and you just saw that she had like pads strategic. everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> it felt like she was wearing the mask because there were just like pads everywhere on her face. Um, you know, some of these ladies, I mean, all of us just look rough, I guess, without makeup, but it is always funny to see how different. And then you get the typical Andy coming in, like, Hey, how you doing, Mary? I love those like Andy coming in to check on everybody, you know? I love
2: it. And I'm trying to think when that was like the fir- what first or what reunion was the first time they did that because it was the first time they're really breaking down the fourth wall a little bit prior to the reunion.
1: I would want, and I hope this continues. We saw this in the Southern Charm reunion. I thought it was really effective, those in-between scenes yeah, when they had the yelled cut. Yeah, that. like when Shep and Craig, and you know, Shep was like, you gave me a hard time out there, Craig. Come on, man. Yeah, like, I love those little things. I think they really add flavor to it that wasn't there before. And I think that's the natural evolution that Bravo needs to realize. You know,
2: Well, once you start watching Married to Medicine, you will oh, do they see do that all the time? in early reunions um they i mean they had full-on brawls in the dressing room like
1: Uh, wow so we get to see all of that oh yeah okay so i'm still in the first season so i'm not at the reunion yeah well you'll see
2: a brawl in the first season as well like episode six or something
1: i'm about to see it then yeah
2: literally um they walked so monique and candace could run essentially
1: what Do you think how do you think Andy prepares for a reunion? Like how and and, and especially this far into his career as doing this, a lot of people's complaint about Potomac was that they said Andy was not prepared like he should have been. And I wonder what the communication is because you you guys, Andy isn't, you know, they're different production companies. So the production company, I imagine, gives him a blueprint of what they want. Or I don't know how this works, but I'm fascinated by it. I well, at least.
2: Well, here's a couple things about that. For From reading his books, um, I remember, like, he watches all of the all of episodes. It, yeah. Like, he goes through them, and, like, he, he watches them. I don't think he was ill-prepared for Potomac. I think we just didn't see everything, because there was a lot more that happened. And I think, and Monique will even say there were times where he was checking in. He's like, do you feel like you're being heard? Do you feel like this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I think there was just a lot that we didn't see. And I think that he even mentioned on watch what happens live. Yeah. I've been re- In saying average, it yeah. needed to be a four part reunion. And now people think I did a shitty job and, and it's, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I, the other thing with that is I thought it was crazy how like Monique was explaining every minute detail of the fight and all the other women were trying to say that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And then they showed the clips and it did happen. And Like Monique was right. And Andy was even like unsure, but you have to think about it. Monique has dissected that clip so much because she was trying, not only was she going to court with because of Candace, yeah. but she was trying to learn like, how did this happen? She blacked out. Like she does not remember how yeah. it all was started. So she was dissecting every little thing. So of course, in her memory, she remembers everything. I would trust her memory now at this point over the rest of the cast because the rest of them weren't watching it like that. Well, Lisa Barlow last
1: night even at some point goes, roll the tape, you know, yeah. like it but start- it yeah. proved her wrong. It, it <laughs> proved her wrong. But what, what, I, what I also think is like, okay, we have this thing just going back to the Potomac reunion is that the only thing that I think would have satisfied all of us is like, why didn't they roll the tape in front of everybody? Why didn't they break it down? Like, cause that would have been fascinating TV for everybody to be like, okay, what do you guys see? Do you see that? Like, because if not, like we're all feeling like we're getting gaslit because I'm like wait mm-hmm. a sec but I saw the flip of the hair and I yes. saw this and they're saying no but like we have the footage why can't we just so I'm like why do why don't they do stuff like that I feel like is it too tech- like I feel and, like putting a TV out there roll it out like a film strip, strip projector and show us you know And I'm sorry they wait I'm not making
2: this up they did show Monique and Chris's Instagram live right yes. on the reuni- mm-hmm. but yes. they don't show the most disgusting yes, uh, uh, Instagram of uh, the They don't show did.
1: Candace actually proving the point that Monique made. It's and so people, that's what I, I keep campaigning for Bravo to do a show of like the week in uh, uh, housewife social media because you go into these things and people are ill-prepared and they don't know what they're talking about. And half of us has seen this other stuff and it adds- context to everything. And so it's frustrating when you know that information is out there. Um a
2: thousand percent. I didn't I, know. I forget that people don't watch like all the social media yeah, stuff like we yeah, do. Like,
1: watch, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But uh Andy, I like, I just, I, I want to imagine him with like a, a book where he's just prepping for weeks and yes. he's just like, you know, come on, you got to know this, Andy, you got to know. I mean, you can tell
2: which reunions he enjoys doing and yeah. which ones he doesn't did not and- he did
1: not seem to enjoy oc oh hell no. he Would
2: really you? did not
1: <laughs> well you know i i stuck with oc the entire season and i gotta I say too. by the end i almost felt like i was like am i going crazy because i'm starting to enjoy it but then i really started i, I really started getting upset though because then I, there were a couple times i started uh agreeing with kelly dodd and i don't mean in terms of like mask wearing and stuff like that but i was like Oh, I got I got to have this season done with cuz I'm just yeah. starting my mind is just all over the place. But I so I, I actually, didn't really like the reunion cuz I actually kind of like the season, but the people that didn't watch the season but saw the reunion goes, "I like the reunion," you know. Yeah.
2: Actually, I've been saying this and I'm probably one out of like a million that are, thinks this, but I actually liked the season. But I didn't feel like it was a real Housewives.
1: It, it was different. Yeah, it was like, it was I was like, trying to explain it. It, it. It's like, um, it's like a apocalyptic, like, weird, like, it, it felt like it wasn't even on Earth at times. It yeah, was this I, weird, I don't I felt like it was like
2: a, a spinoff of House, like a Ladies of London, a Married to Medicine, a Blood, Sweat, and Heels. Like, it's like a, a Housewives type show, but- not house it just did not feel like real housewives well
1: and, and and it's one of those things too is that i i feel like they weirdly made it work but i what i what i railed against uh early on in the season when i was like you i don't get the sense that any of these ladies are friends or even kind of no. like each other they're no. just forced to be together and like you can really feel that whereas in like salt lake you really get the sense that a lot some of these people really care about each other oh see you got the feeling that like they have to be together for this show period
2: I literally can't think of one friendship on there that is genuine and real, and that are good. They all stay
1: tolerate friends. each other, kind yes, of.
2: Kind it's of, a job. It's like of. their job. It, it's like going. It's go. It's it, their coworkers. Yeah, That's literally like they said, all like, it is.
1: They were trying to pat Shannon on the back for texting Gina every day, and I was like. Shannon's on it. She, Shannon knows She's it's her job. It's Shannon yes. knows that it. It's like you, you stay in touch. Like when I had my job, like you, you check in with your boss every day, you check in with the employees. Like you just, it's like another like part of, like I said, campaigning, you know, it. we, once Shannon
2: Bedore is no longer on the show, or once someone is not on the show, there will not be any contact between Shannon. and <laughs> Yeah. People. yeah I literally not, none. Absolutely not.
1: I do like the thought of Shannon having to hang out with Kelly because their husbands or their guys get along, which I, I think know. is kind of funny. Um, uh, how I, This is something, too, and I really have changed my mind on this. I started thinking Bravo really kind of cared potentially about what we think of cast members and, like, you know, what who we think should go or stay. And then I realized hers is like, Bravo does not give a shit who we think should go, who should stay. Do you think that or what do you so, think? So
2: um, here's the deal. So I think it's, we are a little jaded on what, like we see everything on the internet or on social, like fire Kelly Dodd, fire Kelly Dodd. What we don't know is that like the focus groups, the the people behind the scenes when they're like looking at casting for next seasons and blah, blah, blah. There's like these, I think it's called a QR code or something where it's like kind of rates you as like, whether oh yeah, your Q
1: your Q score, yeah.
2: Or Q score, not yeah. QR code. That's the yeah. I was like QR stand. code. That's
1: what you z- so, yeah. Yeah, there's a score,
2: and while we see on social media, that's only a small percentage of the viewership. So we what we while we're getting like frustrated over like why aren't they seeing us? We are loud on social media. Like no one's watched. Like they literally, there was never been ever a ban on like don't watch oc because of kelly died because they didn't fire her that's never happened in housewives history and bravo still did like nothing about it but that makes me think that there is something more as far as like looking at like i think about joe schmo and i don't know miss missouri yeah it's watching the show not as deeply as we are it's just like oh there's rich people that are on camera and I want to see the lifestyle. Yeah, hey, and they may funny. like see. Yeah, exactly. They don't see it as deep as we do, and they like her maybe. You know.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, my thing is like Kelly Dodd is a great housewife if you look totally. at it from a uh, you know a macro sense. Unfortunately, if you look at it a micro sense, my big thing with Kelly Dodd is that like I. W- <sighs> You know, I wouldn't even mind her on another season, but I I want her off social media entirely. Like I don't totally. want her I, because that's the thing that kind of fuels a lot of our anger and it's like, well, you can just not watch it, but it seems like it's ever present. Like she like that shit like spreads like wildfire and also then it kind of poisons her as a character yes. where it's like, yeah, like I don't mind how she's annoying as a character. I think it works as a housewife bit and she's really funny because she's kind of doofy and it right. works. But then when you add that social media aspect into it, it kind of destroys everything. And it brings it out into this real world atmosphere, which sometimes I don't think the housewives live in. you know?
2: Right. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that it's that Bravo doesn't care about our opinions. I just think that, you know,
1: and I didn't mean it that callous. I just meant like, I just meant like, do they really like, are they like, well, you know, there's a lot of people that like this tweet saying Kelly
2: Dodd should go. Well, I mean, I thought it was amazing that Andy did, Bring that up at the reunion. Say, I've never seen any. I I get all these DMs, or we get all of this feedback on social media, like, to, they're not watching the show because of you, or like fire Kelly Dodd. Like he said, like, have you considered like you know staying what up? The effect yeah. this is having on? And what what was what's phenomenal is like. He kind of I I don't think he directly said this but he was like do you not feel bad because like this is impacting your coworkers too like people aren't watching a show because of you which means ratings are down like all of this because of you and I don't think I think he kind of implied that on the sh- um at the reunion and I think that's why she was getting so like you're gonna make me upset, or yes, i
1: I feel bad. What do you want me to do, Annie? Yes, Why are exactly. you calling me out? And I feel like that's the thing with Kelly too, though, is that she uses that. Then it's like she has a very big mouth, and then when you start calling her on it, she immediately retreats and's like, this is unfair. People think you're not American. Like, yeah, it's it's, like, it's weird, she and she she kind of hits. Quick. She hits like um like a bully that's not light on their feet. You know, yes. where they're oh like my swinging God. wildly
2: and they're just she trying a to bull hit in as a much. china closet. Yeah,
1: so she's just making the biggest mess because she has no tact or there's no grace with Kelly Dodd, you know?
2: Or my favorite was that horrific Watch What Happens live performance where she was oh, literally getting coached through her response. How to
1: apologize, yeah.
2: And then literally on social media, either right after or the day after, yeah. back to doing the same old, yes. it's like,
1: Girl, like, well, here's the deal. Like, I mean, like everybody's like, well, you know, Uh, The thing is, there are consequences. If I'm bad at my job or if my boss says, hey, you cannot say this to a client anymore. You just can't, you know, sorry. It affects their, you know, you don't have to work here too if you don't want. But if I want to keep my job, I know that I cannot bring up such and such around a client. This is a job. Like there are rules that are put down and if she can't follow those rules, that is like, you do get terminated for shit like that. It's not like, that's not cancel culture. That's actually following a job and the rules of that job.
2: I mean, imagine me going into the children's hospital and start screaming, um, you know, fuck masks, fuck that. Like, and then I would literally, or if I went on social media and said, I'm a nurse at blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't believe in all of this. This is a conspiracy. And like, I would get fired from my job, I assume. because and I, want and I, Steve, so. I, want,
1: I want to point out, Steven is a nurse. He's not just going to walk into a children's hospital. He didn't, oh, just, yeah, use that. he didn't just pick that out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Context.
2: Um, yeah. So um, like, I mean, I would get fired for doing, you know, crazy things in my place of work or outside of my place of work, potentially. Yeah. You
1: know? Um, Okay, so back to something like this is this Wow, is, we, we talk, really just... we talked too well, we talked too well together. This is this is a I ch- know. Um, so I love that Heather is still a Bravo fan. She's very excited to meet Andy in person. They're in New York, you guys. Um, and Meredith, what's your take on Meredith in the sense that, like, you know, we had all the disengagement and stuff, and I know all the, the females and and guys, I think they think she is such a fancy lady and I'm she obsessed. is so regal, but at the same time. I sometimes wonder if the emperor has no clothes because she's all there. But then at the same time, I don't feel like there's any sometimes anything in there.
2: I feel like, She's everything that Erica Jane wishes she could be.
1: That's interesting because Erica Jane is somebody that she kind of reminds me of. And when I, like with Erica Jane, I'm like, there's no there there. There's There's just fancy costumes. Okay, so you think she is Erica 2.0 in a positive way.
2: Yes, like she's everything that Erica wishes she could be in a sense because she, her disengagement, first of all, I love it. I I don't know why I love it. It's just like, I'm done with you. It's almost kind of even more dramatic because, like, I'm not giving you the time of my day. You are beneath me at this point. But, like, she does it in a way that it's, like, like, she's not putting you down because she thinks she's better than you. She's putting you down because you're being a bitch. Like, and I love yeah. that. And she disengages. But I will say, I think I think this was a great first season performance for her I because I think she brought such a amazing regal, like you said, personality. Um She comes off just so put together. So kind of LVP-ish. No, well. I mean, I, here's
1: the deal. I think I want her on all the seasons. Like, I but want I her on... S-
2: Season two is going to be a different Meredith in a sense. And I
1: and I will say this. I think Seth and her are dorks together. I do not. I think they are the opposite of sexy together. Like cutting up a bowl of bananas and acting like that's dirty. Like acting like that's fucking ghost with like making a pot. He's like, Dead. that's dumb as hell. I do not see the Seth thirst. Your friend Bravo historian talks oh, about him being hot. And I'm like, are you out of your hot. mind?
2: Um, You don't follow follow him on Instagram? Have you seen that body, yaddy, yaddy? But see, that's it.
1: See, that's it. I bet you think John Pringle's hot too.
2: I don't. Okay. I do not. He doesn't do it for me at all. But (laughs) Pringle is like, I mean, again, I only watched like the first part of Southern Charm and then the two reunions. I need to go back and watch the middle. But- Pringle just gives me like a guy that would like piss his pants while he's drinking.
1: <laughs> You're right. You know what I I mean, mean? By the way, by the way, I bet he has done that multiple times. Like, I does mean, does he like,
2: not give you that vibe? Oh, totally. Maybe? Yeah, totally. Like, it's just, it's not a sexy vibe for me. And guys,
1: I'm not saying that's a bad, you know, if you piss your pants, that's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad yeah, thing. I'm just no, saying Pringle I mean, seems like, you gotta just, go, you gotta go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this whole first part of the reunion, it seemed a lot, very focused on Lisa Barlow. When we first get to the set, every, Andy's doing his normal, like, hey, Lisa, hi, does God care that you own a tequila company? And she's like, I ask him every day. He blesses me by letting me sell more. Incredible. And, <laughs> um, you really do get the sense uh, this whole season that Lisa extremely believes in herself, you know, to, maybe to a detriment, but it is there. You sense it entirely. Uh, and he goes, hey, Whitney, couldn't bring the stripper pole on the uh, like, you know, Didn't you didn't bring the stripper pole with you. And she's like,
2: I couldn't fit it on the airplane. <laughs> um the boobs were gigantic. The boobs were assaulting me through the tv and i loved every minute of it see i don't
1: know like i was like she'd always had big boobs but then i loved andy made a point of like yeah did you get you know your boobs in the dirty bathtub scene looked a little different and she's like yes i had everything done I, had, <laughs> I mean but but here's by the way i make fun of her voice but i always say on this show is that whitney is the silent killer she's an assassin dark horse you, you cannot take her for granted she i'm so proud of how she handled this season incredible i'm uh so amazed by the dad storyline even though we all made fun of his hair it still mm-hmm. meant something uh i like all the thumbs up and not a bad way for whitney because i just love those people that really speak the truth that seem like they're trying to be good people um and they can actually admit when other people have hurt them you know
2: before the season aired and we had just seen the trailer I remember telling Heather Gay at the OC premiere party. I was like, so watch the trailer. The only person I can't figure out is Whitney. And I just, I don't understand. Like they don't really show what her story is. And I just like, what is she going to bring? And she's like, oh, don't you worry. Whitney is going to be everything. And I was like, okay, I trust it. And she came out as literally the dark horse. Like, she came in. Wait, wait,
1: wait. You, part Heather Gay, was at the OC reunion party? Or the OC premiere? The OC premiere
2: premiere party, yeah.
1: Wow. I love these ways they all, like, interact with each other. And that's another part of the campaign. I wonder if, like, cast members will be like, okay, they're coming up on the season. I better get close with them, you know? And then hoping they pick the right person to get close to.
2: I want to say that they had met because... Bronwyn was in Salt Lake city at some point at with, um, Carrie Brittingham and they were there for a weekend or something. Oh,
1: Carrie. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. She's not having a great season. Um,
2: uh, yeah, not ideal, but anyway, sorry. Uh, um, but No, um, no, but no I find that fascinating. Me.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, hey, Meredith, I see you're wearing Meredith Marks jewelry. Hey, Mary, do you know how many homes you own now? No. no. <laughs> uh, Heather, Heather gets the best one, though. It's like, Heather, we heard you got a DM from Rihanna. Rihanna, And she's like, yeah, she just told me to keep it real. The best part of this Lisa. is they do a cutaway shot to Lisa hearing this. And you can just see the nonplussed look on Lisa's face is just so perfect. And I got to say, I match up with Rihanna's taste Like, I mean, like every person Rihanna likes is like, I'm like, yeah, like, and I like that she likes dark horse people. She doesn't go fan favorites or I mean, she does fan favorites, but she goes a little left of center. And I love that, you know, that's, and that's,
2: that's the same with me. I'm, you'll never hear me say like, Bethany is my favorite housewife. Like, you'll never hear me say like, Nini. It's always more of like the non-traditional housewives that are my favorite or non non like fan favorite, but Lisa, I feel like that moment was so telling because I feel like Lisa and Jen came into the season thinking they were going to be the all-star fan favorites. And I love both of them for what they bring. I I actually, I love the whole cast, but those two, I feel like didn't shine like they thought they were going to, whereas, and they probably thought Heather and Whitney were not going to shine. And I feel like they shine brighter than anybody.
1: Yeah. Do we, do we know if Brooks is on this reunion at all? Any of the parts? I do we know? don't
2: know. I assumed he would be there, but I don't think he is. Cause we didn't, I'd see love him in to see, I'd love to trailer. see him in
1: the, if he was like in the, the wings, you know, and like telling his mom what to say. Don't say that mom. Don't yeah. no. say this. Um, I'm going to go on and say y'all are so not you.
2: I've just, people are so crazy about Brooks and I'm just like, I actually think that he was a good person to have around. I enjoyed him.
1: He was I a think- good person to have around, but I think what I think a lot of people is that I started to feel like he really did boss his mom around. Like, I was like, this whole family is Love somehow... It, it's, no, I'm saying it's it's yeah. entertaining, but you can't deny that like his parents seem like I mean, the way he was giving his dad shit yeah. for not oh, being yeah. at his fashion show, like, and he kept pushing the issue the way he was like, oh, I saw a vagina the way I saw, like, and I'm like, yeah. dude, like you don't run. Like, I mean, you obviously think you run this family and I think he might, but the fact that he was such a force with his mom was a yeah. very fascinating relationship. Um, but I don't think, I mean, but I also think he should expect that kind of blowback because it really is very different than my mother's son relationship, oh. you know? Absolutely. I think what would have
2: been better for him is I don't think people expected him to be in every scene, every episode with Meredith.
0: Like, Yeah, that was it. It was like, it if Meredith is
1: there, Brooks is there. And that you're yeah. even like when Meredith went to Vegas, she, you know, she had to check in with Brooks. Brooks got a phone call like, oh, my God, yeah. my dog shit on my outfit. You know, I
2: think it. that's what made it maybe people go harder is because the more you see of someone, the more you can critique. Whereas other housewives, kids, De- they, dead they on. don't get as critiqued
1: dead on dead on. Um, yeah. So
2: yeah. Maybe that's it.
1: Um. Uh. You know, we get the first softball question, Heather, what's your fascination with meat on a stick? I love Andy softball questions. I love, Amazing. I love balls, Andy. I love balls. Uh. You know, Mary, uh, we talk about her just grabbing wigs. Uh, Cause she didn't have her hair uh, stylist and oh. stuff. And she goes, it hurt me. My hair was bad. Oh, <laughs> he just. Pe- The camera over to see a wall full of wigs. Um, (laughs) but I loved it, you know, and I love Mary said, Yeah, I didn't have my hair person, and it was bad and it hurt my feelings. And I thought that was very honest. You know, Mary already started strong. Uh, Um,
2: her to say, like, yeah, like and she joked about she was like, I take it for the whole team, like, or like, I took it home for all of us. Yeah, that was I I felt like Mary did a good job rolling with that. I did not know how that was gonna go.
1: We all kind of thought Mary is so crazy that i think we were impressed with like also just like i don't think she did the minimum but we were impressed that i was like oh that makes sense like she made sense because we're so used to seeing mary say things that are kind of bizarre and like out there and then all of a sudden you're like oh she's actually making sense she's making coherent points Mm -hmm. and that's huge uh we whitney and he's like they talk about the huge swinger scene and polygamy and you know there you know is there a a strong swinger community and she's like yes there is i know many i know some personally and lisa's like i wouldn't call it mormon 2.0 and lisa looks so pissed <laughs> and this is when we really start seeing we start seeing her orange hands she has very tan oh hands.
2: my gosh the spray tan hands ah that was the first thing my boyfriend. i made my boyfriend watch last night with us and um that was literally the first thing he saw does
1: he barely tolerate this stuff your boyfriend
2: no he's a good sport i will say he's a very very good sport he used to like housewives now he can't even watch them because it's just like housewives everything here yeah Um, i mean i like
1: do you pick the things that are like special for him to watch or um
2: yes i know what he'll i know he'll like salt lake he likes dallas he likes um atlanta Those are his, and then he used to like New York. Now he doesn't like New York, but yeah. so I know which ones he'll watch with me, but literally the first thing he saw was the hands and those things were dark.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like, seemed like a real weird application process that also Shannon Bedore went through on the OC reunion when they forgot to tan her legs. Um, but, uh, a big thing on this one too, is that we get brought up into the Jen Shaw making fun of Brooks on social media, potentially. Uh, And Jen stands up for herself. I said, Hey, you know, one, you know, one tracksuit doesn't make a collection. I, I meant that I don't, you know, but then it gets brought even back up later in the episode of like, no, you said multiple things. And she's like, no, I didn't. You're lying. Uh, There were multiple things she did say on social media, Jen Shaw, like that got pointed out real quick.
2: I have a thing about that. I think this is where it's a problem. And I don't, I don't. I know housewives have other people run their social sometimes, which I have a feeling that could be the case.
1: Uh, has to, to be on. The, it has to be on Twitter because I said this from the first episode on. Whoever, like, she, I was like, "There's no way she's running this because they know Twitter bits. They yeah. know how Twitter people speak." And I'm like, "There's no way Jen just jumped in," you know?
2: Cut real quick.
1: Yeah, cut and Ryan I'm, at two oh one.
2: She does. I know. Bravo, the former Bravo boy, runs her Twitter. Reds are social. Okay. And that's how you know. Wait, is that, is that, um, uh, is that, uh, what's his Logan. name,
1: Dustin? No, oh, Creator, Creator Logan. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yes. But
2: that's why it's spelled, like, privileged white Privileged. Yeah. I, th- I was like, girl, you need to, like, start monitoring that shit because this is gonna bite you in the ass. And it makes you look like you're like you can't, Well, spell. it's just, it's just
1: also, yeah. I mean, it's just like, well, then it makes you also think like, well, do any of the housewives run their own account? Like I, like when I deal with like some, I'm like, am I actually talking to you or am I, who am I talking to you right now?
2: I feel like you can tell in moments. There's a, there's like a Heather.
1: Moment. I know I'm talking to when yes, I'm talking to Heather, you exactly. know, exactly.
2: I know when I'm talking to Dorit or Rinna, but like there's other ones where I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm talking to the exact. Yeah, person, ex- but,
1: exactly. Okay. So right. Uh, two Oh two come back, um. He, you know, I never posted anything about Brooks. uh, And Andy's like, we're going to get into the vagina. Don't worry. Heather's like, we're going to get into the vagina. (laughs) Um, Jen, why did you throw a party for your friend and make it all about yourself? I thought this was interesting because we also get a storyline that we weren't privy to where it was also Lisa Barlow's birthday the day after Meredith. So we get this footage of... Lisa celebrating her birthday at the same party. Why do you think we didn't get that, that, that storyline?
2: So we got like a baby version of that storyline. I remember in the first episode, Lisa going around and saying it's my birthday because the editing was, or the editors were so shady and did um, Lisa was talking about how, like, I, it's not a big deal. I don't like birthdays aren't my thing, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I'm not going to make it a big deal, whatever. And then they cut and do that shady thing where they literally put clip after clip after clip of her saying, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday.
1: Which <laughs> Can I like touch amazing. it? Can I touch it? Yeah.
2: Touch it? <laughs> but it was amazing. It was like ex- exactly like something Ramona would do. I feel Yeah, like. yeah. But, um, but it, what, they unpacked it a lot more. Like Meredith was definitely very triggered by like taking over Lisa's birthday on that day. But I'm shocked that they didn't bring it up more in that first episode. Yeah. So I but also have-
1: when Lisa was talking about this, she's like, I walked in, I looked beautiful, had a beautiful Cavalli jacket. Incredible. And Heather, this is when Heather and her kind of start getting into it. And, you know, they start arguing about, once again, about how well they know each other. And this is when... uh they're fighting and mary says well from what i saw you know you were defensive already lisa and she's like lisa like roll footage roll footage which is just wild uh and heather says it's that's not a thing to roll footage lisa and uh and and lisa goes you're a fucking liar stop and i'm like damn lisa and then we cut to commercial we come back and we pick right back up and she's like Lisa's like she's a pathological liar. Stop talking. Annie says you called her a good time girl, and she's like, I said she was a good time. Good time. Uh, oh my, my my friends used to say she put boobs against the glass in college. And Heather's like, Yeah, I'm a, a lot more fun than than this mess over here to Lisa. <laughs> and Annie goes, Okay, we're moving on, um, which I would love to see the cut footage from that. And Lisa says, No, we're not moving on. <laughs> and Heather goes, Heather goes, "Oh, it's her show now." And now they're arguing over like who knows each other and how they know each other. It is wild. And Andy's face was like, "Oh, okay. And I loved it. I loved it.
2: What's even better about like this is exactly why Salt Lake City is so good. That is such a dumb fight, but it's so innocent that, like you get captivated. It's not like too dark. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, yeah. They, it's like sometimes, like the housewives, fights can get so dirty and dark. I love that we're fighting over how long we've known each other and it's getting that heated.
1: It's, in, it's in the first part of a three-part reunion 15 minutes in yes. and I, I i tweeted this last night i was like i you, you want a reunion to be great but you don't want a reunion to be i'll never talk to you again after this show yeah. great you know totally and so you you i think the audience is kind of on their edge of their seats too of like you're just hoping like okay is there how do these relationships pan out after this are we going to be able to still do scenes together and that's the kind of shit as i get more into this i really think about we go to whitney about the stripper poll were you upset about lisa's comments about your stripper pool and and she's 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 like, I don't think Lisa's jealous of me. I think she thinks she's better than me. And that's dead on. That's like hit hit it on the head. 1000%. Lisa walks around thinking she's better than Heather and Whitney, period.
2: It's so true. And this is what I need Lisa to do. And this, this might be jumping ahead to when they get into the segment, but Lisa Barlow is snobby. She's beautiful. She's successful. She looks down on other people but that's what gives her her star power. Lean in bitch, lean in.
1: And and by the way, she does. She literally says in this scene that I think you're talking about, she's like, "I, you know, like uh people write read books on how to like themselves. I already do. I think I'm amazing. If you don't like me, you are missing out on an opportunity to be friends with a great person." And you know what? I 100% think she believes it. She 150%, believes it. but I will say that is an Achilles heel though because Heather does make the point immediately of like okay, but we're telling you as a group of women that you are not treating us good. If you eventually do not learn, if you do eventually, that will be your downfall, not in life, maybe in life, but as a housewife. Like you, You that's totally, you know, you can love yourself, but also realize, okay, there is a group of people now saying, so I do have to not eat crow, but check it a little bit of like, you know, look in words, say this is how this is coming off. Uh, her not accepting anything is, a wild hill to die on. She literally,
2: I'm sorry, she is Ramona and like a, a young Ramona, and she's a business maven, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. she <laughs> she literally it was she's one of those people that like she she literally thinks that because Heather said she feels she's dismissed by Lisa she thinks that America is basing all of their judgment on that one comment when it's literally, no, I'm judging it based off of what I'm seeing on my television. Yes. Heather saying that I agree with her, but Heather's not making me form that opinion of her. Yeah. yeah. And Lisa truly thinks that the only reason people think poorly of her in some way or feel a certain way about her is because of Heather. And that's just not the case,
1: but that's her star power, though. Like, yeah, it didn't that's, make a, that's me the not thing. Is love that like her?
2: But it made that's me what love I'm her. When,
1: when you lean into behavior, that's what makes a real housewife. Exactly, and the the you know, not being aware, being oblivious. Those all are great housewife traits, yeah. maybe not good life traits, but I find it. I, that's the other thing too, is that I have this theory that also Lisa and Meredith thought they plus Jen Shaw were going to be the stars of this show. And then I think, and I would love to really know this is that once they saw it air and started seeing a uh, fan reaction to Heather and Whitney, I don't think they counted on that. I think you can really see in this reunion how frustrating it is for Lisa. In fact, she snaps at Heather one time and says, I have to have all these fucking people in my DM saying I'm a bad mom because of what you said on Watch What Happens Live. And she didn't say anything bad. She just said how she was feeling about that and people got all up. And, and Lisa, I don't think, is used to having anybody say anything that she does is wrong.
2: Exactly. That's, th- yeah, that's what I, was, what I mean. Like, especially with going back to the Rihanna thing. Like, Lisa how mad she was. It was, she was so angry because I, I swear, I do think Jen and her thought they were going to be the breakout stars. And it really, I don't, Know that that happened, that didn't
1: know, and happen. that's why I think you can even see in the season where like people are putting up with Jen Shaw's, bullshit but even Mary makes a point in the reunion, they weren't doing that with her, they weren't, you so know, true. the cast wasn't putting up, but they were putting up with Jen Shaw because she was the loudest, she mm-hmm. was the most fabulous, supposedly. Like, you know, so you come in with that kind of strong personality, these people have never been on a show before, they think the loudest is gonna win. You see, Mary, she's like speaking mumbo jumbo, you're like, okay, I don't even know about this one, but Jen, I think they all thought so, they all played the Jen Shaw game. And it didn't pan out for them, you know?
2: And I literally, so the previous production company that initially did um Salt Lake.
1: Yeah, you guys, there were two production companies. We've talked about that before, but they one got let go and one got rehired. Well, hired. Yeah.
2: So they're the ones that demoted Mary. And that's why we didn't see her for the second half of the season. And so, did they not
1: realize she would be so popular, I wonder? So the next,
2: so the new production company came in and they were like, bump right up to housewife and that we did they that did us such a disservice for mary because people were so confused like why is she trapped in her closet because they put her on an island they put her
1: yeah they put her on this weird
2: island and we i i'm so mad what we missed out on mary i can't look back because i'm hoping we'll see the future but um that's one of the things that like although they did you know shy away from mary some of it was out of their control i think
1: Yeah Is Jen Jen Shaw a hacker Like it sounds like her business is like this weird computer thing She's explaining about direct advertising Because I really was wondering what Jen Shaw did the whole season Because I looked up Coach Shaw's assistant coaching salary And it was nowhere near the money that she spends on all this shit So I was like she has to have a real job But she's doing like direct advertising marketing Where it seems like there's algorithms And Uh, and I'm like where So like is at some point was Jen a programmer Was Jen a computer Like where did she fall into that I need need more information it sounds you know?
2: like she's the one like whenever we're freaking out that like like my I, if i just talked to my boyfriend and said you know i really need to get a new fan for in the bedroom and all of a sudden all these fan ads yeah. are popping up yeah. it's like that kind i think that's what she does right
1: yeah that's yeah. what it I mean, I like I, what's what it sounded like but i'm just like how did she get involved in this like yeah. how is she how is and she then, in a business you know that, meeting like
2: did you know that sharif was a lawyer
1: no, I did not. No. I didn't
2: either. So I read on Instagram or something where they were, re- it was like a bio on him and he got his master's in like fitness and something. And then he went on to get his JD which See, no this idea. is
1: what I, I mean i these shows i gotta say like i'm so tired of instagram and these shows because it's like showing like all these people doing multiple things i can barely get out of bed at this point and put a podcast together <laughs> it is like how are people doing different degrees people doing like i mean it is it is so frustrating that i'm like i just i'm not i'm not high functioning i guess this is crazy
2: i don't know i i could not go back and go to school right now i I feel like I've, I've reached that point where I like school is never on my horizon. Yes, like,
1: <laughs> Well, I guess just lean in the rest. Yeah. I was talking to my parents on the podcast yesterday and they said something of like, my dad was like, you, you know what? You've always been a great writer. You really need to write more. And I was like, you know, dad, at this point, I mean, what am I... Uh, what I, I, I think, was, well, no, it was just one of those funny oh, things where yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, I was just like, I, you know, what, like, do I go back to school? What do I like to write? I mean, it was just funny these things yeah. where you're like, if you had four lifetimes, you're like, right. okay, I could see totally. maybe, maybe I'd be an assistant football coach, but you have one lifetime. So you're like, how do I, right? I, I got to use this one effectively. And it seems hard, you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Mary, uh, Heather, Andy, Andy makes. Andy brings up about Jen not apologizing to Heather for getting her in the car after the drunken night when Coach Sharif picked her up. And Jen's like, thank you, Heather, for getting me in the car. And Andy's like, Jen, come on. What are you? That's that's not sincere. It's like a year ago. And the apology is just coming now. And Heather says, I will get you in the car, even if you don't care. I want to be the type of friend that I will always get you in the car. And that really sums up some of what I call like Heather gay wisdom or gospel is that she really. I think that's why she strikes a chord with all of us.
2: Yes. She's a real person that has real compassion for other people. I want her to channel a lot of that compassion she has for other people for herself. And to herself.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and uh and I get so nervous. Like I hope she remains the same pure soul for the second season. Cause I sometimes get worried when all of us blow so much smoke up their asses. Yep. And I, uh, Leah McSweeney is another example. I'm really excited to see how her second season goes, but we've seen where it goes poorly for some of these people. Cause they start believing their own press. And I would just, I would be really heartbroken if we see um Heather, you know, not turn evil, but like just turn, you know, just different person.
2: It's the second season curse. I always yeah. say like, your first season is not hard it's your second season because not only do you have to remain interesting but you don't want to fall into the curse of if you had a really good first season that ego and a perfect example is DeAndre Simmons her first season incredible. Second season, everyone turned on her because she,
1: she her head blew up from that first season. She's a uh, she. She was on the podcast I released today. I got to interview her yesterday, uh-huh. and she was like just a real sweetheart. I mean, like yeah. she's also playing the, the the game a little bit, but I loved uh, I loved talking with her. And I was like, this is a housewife. These she was she was fully glammed up. She was like very nice. She kept saying my name. She was appreciative. You know, it was just yeah. like it was very. Totally. Uh, but you're right. Like, and I she love that she's kind of- self
2: herself now though. Exactly, like, yeah. Like season five, she's back to like-
1: a. De- Her like, and Tiffany are star. killing it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, they talk a little bit. This is one of my favorite moments is that- the it, the seriousness in which Meredith, Meredith, uh, treats this, We talk about Brooks, uh, seeing, uh, Jen Shaw's vagina. And, uh, then, uh, w- you know, and Jen goes, I, I didn't, I didn't think Brooks was upset about that. I thought Brooks was upset because he saw you smoking Iconic. And out of it, out of nowhere. Like I've never even thought about smoking in Meredith, never even thought and Meredith, like not, she doesn't get riled up, but you could tell inwardly Eyes. she gets riled up. She's like, and Andy goes, are you a secret smoker? Are you a secret? She goes, I have on occasion with a drink I enjoy. <laughs> and, and and then she goes, well, Jen has video of me smoking and she's going to release. I love that we're like talking about like it's like Watergate or something. Oh my
2: God. And I love a housewife smoking. Like, but we can also, like but also like...
1: there's a good chance it's pot, right? There's a good chance a joint, right?
2: Oh, I didn't even consider that.
1: That's what I kept thinking because- think about okay so i always say the brook the mark's family looks like they're completely on xanax if you think that to weed like imagine her and seth if you go back and watch that s- slicing up banana scene you're like these fucking people are stoned out of their gourds like it it may it explains oh why Meredith is so God. chill all the time God. smoke weed every day um <laughs>
2: That makes so much sense. Oh, wow. That's so funny.
1: So that would be, I would see like why it might be a little upsetting of like you have video because the smoking drinking is very common. And it's almost like for a lady at times can be considered elegant, you know, for somebody like that.
2: I I don't as a nurse, I'm, I'm not saying that smoking's good, full disclosure, but I just love the idea of a housewife smoking. Like yes. it's getting caught on camera of that. I actually do live for that.
1: <laughs> but I love the thought of Meredith, like thinking Jen is trying to blackmail her with secret smoking. And Jen's like, I d- no, I swear to God I'm not. But you know, but at the same time, you're like, well, she might've been trying to blackmail. Like who knows? That's what I love about the characters.
2: Also, that was like, I don't compare Jen Shaw to Ramona at all, but that was a Ramona moment where you're like, yeah, but um, I have not Or you were smoking upstairs. It's like dropping a bomb that did not ever need to come out. Yeah. But it was like because obviously she felt a t- certain type of way about it, and it made it a bigger deal than it needed to be. But remote, yeah. but she had no idea in her head like that that would make Meredith like
1: freak out. Upset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the Meredith version of freaking out, I also yeah. we also get brought up that. That night, uh, Brooks and I think Chloe, her daughter, went to Best Buy, and I always find that fascinating as well. Of like, I like that. I like thinking that Best Buy is the place where Brooks goes to relax. Right. Also, who <laughs> goes to like Best Buy at nine PM on a night? But I kind of like. I was Aren't like, they close? I, was, I think they are in Utah, especially. But I love the thought. He's like, come on, Chloe, you were going to Best Buy, and then Brooks just like walking around with a sullen look on his face, saying like, I just saw a vagina, you know?
2: Yes. Um, also, uh, if it is cigarettes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I to bring this back up, what sigs do you think Meredith
1: smokes? Like what? Cools. Uh, Cools. Cools. No, no. I mean, I think one of <laughs> those, like, one of those long, fancy ones. The Virginia like, Slims? Uh, <laughs> yes. Virgin, I think Meredith is a Virginia Slim lady. Maybe yeah.
2: with, like, the extender from, like, back in the day. Like Yes.
1: Oh, my God. So you I don't would, make I would, your fingers smell. <laughs> she, exactly. Yeah, I would love the, uh, and I, it I bet her and Seth, like, pass a cigarette back and forth when they're oh, looking, nice. they're out on their balcony, you know, <laughs> making schmoopy talk with, like, I want to cut up your bananas, you know. Um, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> i they're just like little one-off lines i loved in this reunion lisa says um uh you know mary and lisa kind of get into it a little like just like i'm sticking up for you and mary's like don't put your hand in my face uh you know because lisa said that mary was being snarky about a comment about the malicious treatment she felt she got from all of the ladies um and lisa goes if you knew how kind i was to you mary and uh and she, you know, she's like, don't put your hand in my face. And she goes, I'm a New Yorker. It's how I talk. And Heather chimes in and goes, you've lived in Utah for 20 years. And it was just, what a great comeback. It
2: was very much like um, Dorit, like when, when Erica and Dorit first had that interaction, it's like, you're from Connecticut. Like, Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's like, it really is. It was a great thing. It was
2: such a good... Come back. And
1: uh, Heather also got another one, I think later in the, where she was like, you should write a book. I wouldn't read it to, yes. uh, to Lisa. <laughs> um, <sighs> you know, Uh, we get the clip package of lisa loving lisa and she's like, i'm always trying to learn more about myself i love myself and i love when she you know she does tear up earlier in the episode or no at this point where she does cry about her kids and she's like if you want to know my weakness that is my weakness and she but she does word it in a very interesting way she says um uh you know, my two young boys look at their mom and they're so proud of me and love me. <laughs> That's not about your boys. That's about yes. how your boys feel about you, which is like the perfect Lisa Barlow thing to say, you know?
2: Exactly. I also, I do want to say, I feel like, did what prompted the, the kids? Did he ask something? I, I forget well, what Well, I think was. somebody
1: brought up, uh, it went from... Or you know, was this
2: because they mentioned... Oh, they mentioned... Um, and this is my whole working point of it, a lot. But. I think yes. Um, Sundance where they
1: were ignoring yes. the. F-
2: I lived well, for that. That was a I great. Actually, that
1: was a great cutaway scene. But she's like, we have a nanny, we have a medical yes. concierge. I have a husband Do that not loves not my shame kids. Her,
2: people like. No, I mean that's, I actually lived for that scene because yes, she has the husband. She has a nanny. She has all that stuff. When when I watched that scene when she ignored that from her kids, I was living for it back in real time. I didn't even think of it as like. Oh my god, you're ignoring your kids and I guess she got a lot of hate for that or something. Her
1: kids crack me the fuck up. Like her oh, kids little one? make me laugh. Hysterical. I love, you know, like like oh mom, I don't want a microwave hot dog. I'll eat cereal. You know, like I yeah. love that they give her crap. I I really like her kids a lot. Not like they they seem really good, like good kids, you know. Yeah. Um Whitney, there's a comment about like I know you're not a swinger, but what uh, couple would you want to uh, get down with? And Whitney goes Meredith Not Seth, just Meredith. Not Seth, just (laughs) Meredith, which I thought was great. We think she might be a little bi. Oh, definitely. I mean, not not in a, but it just says she has expressed that, you know, since the Mormon religion, like she liked to try everything. She was like, there's so much of life to experience. I think she is one of those people that really wants to experience everything that life has for it. And Mm. I would imagine that's going down on a woman, you know? Good for Um, her. uh, So Let's see, you know, in this kind of like as we start nearing the end, they kind of get into this Heather and Whitney and Lisa against Heather and Whitney. And, you know, he's like, I try to be nice to Whitney when some other, you know, but like uh, with the beat of tequila and the party and all of this stuff. And when he goes, you don't mean to be rude or condescending, but then you tell us all these rude and condescending things. She's like, Heather, I did an interview with you and gave you accolades. And, you know, but like, they're like, that's not what it's about, though. You're, you're, you know, you're just, I do, Lisa will need to be humbled at some point. I mean, I think it I think will this be, is
2: very humbling.
1: <laughs> well, it, depends, it seems like she's impenetrable, but I think those are like the fascinating characters for that character arc. If yeah. we got to see her humbled, not broken, but humbled a little bit, that would be a fascinating journey to watch.
2: Totally. I think I always say like what makes a phenomenal housewife is a housewife that is like you start drama, you you are, you are can be messy and all of that and be, I mean, you can be a Lisa Barlow, but- have there needs to be times where you show that you can apologize and i think that's because when you go on a point where you're not apologizing for any behavior then you come off as like it's not fun to watch you become from love to hate you go just hate to hate and that's where you'll be will be your downfall i'm not ready for lisa to have like i i'm I'm loving current lisa i'm not no no no. i don't
1: need it in the second season but i but i think eventually eventually because i picture lisa a five season housewife and i would love to see that arc in the third or fourth season you know Um, i see her
2: as an og staying on for the whole time yeah if yeah i think it's it'll be her decision to leave if she wants or i think i think so
0: i
1: don't know yeah no I, i i do agree with you um I like that they, they start getting into this little fight about the Vita tequila party at Whitney's uh, birthday party or the Whitney's party that she had at her house. And this is great. Cause this is like a classic housewife trope where Whitney tries to bust out uh, screenshots of a text message conversation Amazing. and Andy, like uh like a, um a, I don't even know what to describe like just like all, all of us he jumps up immediately to get those jumps. screenshots. He cannot get to those fast And he's like babe this is a, he goes babe this is a bad xerox babe like cuz she did not print it which I, I thought was so cute that 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 Wendy was not able to print the receipts properly you know. I
2: also haven't heard the word xerox in ages.
1: I know, poor Andy. <laughs> uh this doesn't work with my lasik babe. Come on. Um You know, uh, Heather does point out with Lisa, though, it's not my fault how America perceives you. Lisa, it's how you conduct conduct yourself. It's not a Whitney and Heather problem. It's a Lisa problem. And Mary, like, well, yeah, but you guys care. And Heather says, of course I care. You know, I'm traumatized about how you treated me. And Lisa says, you traumatized me. And which is classic housewife. But I love that Mary's in there trying to, like, kind of broker some weird thing. She was, Um,
2: first lady Mary came out and I was like, what in the hell where is she? she's been hiding in her closet so long. None of us saw that part of Mary. I think this season, Mary always came off very aloof or like whenever she was getting in a fight, like I think back to the Met gala dinner, like, She could, if someone would say something to her, she'd attack back without even thinking, not listening. Whereas here, she was so clear. She was paying attention, being objective, not caring about whatever friendship she may have or may not have. And it was amazing to watch. Yeah. I think she just like shined.
1: Yeah, I really do, and I would love her to be using that. You you can start to see how she actually would succeed in the second season. How there are oh, like, totally. okay, I see where this would work, and I think Jen Shaw has been humbled enough where she would play ball with scenes with Mary next season. You know,
2: yes. Um, I,
1: whereas Lisa Barlow said in, in this reunion, "I don't want to be friends with them anymore." No, I, I don't want to be friends.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with Lisa. She cannot possibly. I mean, she, she does believe this, but any other human can like look at her and say, girl, what you did all season is why I have an opinion about you. It is not Heather or Whitney influencing that on me. It's literally what I saw on camera. And I agreed with what they say, like finding you dismissive or thinking that I'm better, but it was you that was showing us that. And I think it's, It is a little crazy that there are certain housewives that can like watch themselves back and still not learn that. And I feel like she might be one of those, or she may watch these reunions and we'll see maybe a humbling of Lisa Barlow. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, And so it was very startling to all of a sudden get a, you know, voice uh, voiceover from Andy uh, next week, the reunion continues because it went so fast so and that's fast. how you knew it was so good. And we, next week, you guys, we get, we get the hospital, you smell like hospital conversation. Uh, we get Lisa and Meredith getting into it. We have Mary having her fear of convenience stores. Um, Really, and I thought this is so well done. I think the only I, I started thinking about small complaints, and my one was just like sometimes when they go on the right side, they used to be able to have a one shot of two characters in it, and now with social distancing, you sometimes get one character at a time instead of two in one shot. And oh, I know that's such like, like a yeah. little it's a it's a little thing, and they especially favor the left side, and the right side sometimes gets neglected. I feel, and that's just so inside baseball. Um, But, uh, you know, faces by Bravo, Steven, you did it again. I could, I could have this go on for two more hours, but I realize we all have lives to lead. Um, but I, I, I love that you'll keep, I'm going to make you keep coming back on. So I
2: will come back anytime you text me. Okay, man.
1: Well, I'm just going to now text you at just random times and see how game you are. Two in the morning. Hey, wake up, Steven. Wake up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I'm on night shift. Let me clock
1: (laughs) out. Uh, But guys, Faces by Bravo. Also, uh, one of the coolest things I've ever bought are face masks with high quality printing of historic housewife, Uh, moments. Every time I wear them, I shit you not, I get a flood of DMs asking where I got them from, how do I get them? And I always, but like Faces by Bravo, go check it out, the online store, because it is, uh, I've seen, I, uh, I. you know, I really personally think they are the best housewife masks. They are the ones that are most effective for me. I am so livid because I lost my uh, Leah, Leah, Sonia Tinsley pool one. And it was my favorite. And I I was like, I feel ashamed to have to keep buying the same one, but I bought, uh, but I have two others. I have the, I made cooked, I made it nice. And I have the Ramona eyes. Yeah, And I, um, I, I love them dearly. I wear them still every day, but you guys, I've got to say they are the coolest. You'll know when you see them. I'll probably post one when this interview goes up, but I strongly, strongly suggest uh, getting these masks because I just think they're cool as fuck. So, so Stephen, thank you, um, thank you. I'm thank gonna you. get
2: you that Leah. Oh no, 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 no I wasn't trying one. to fish for that. No no no, 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 but no. I want you to have that one because. Well, that wait, but iconic. don't you
1: wonder, like, where? Like, I'm like, oh great, now masks are another thing I've just lost. Every like, I lose I so many things, and I'm like, oh, great, totally. now masks are. And like the poor, like who's the person that found that mask? And if they didn't watch Bravo, the they're like, yes, what pervert has this?
2: You know. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm getting you that one. Okay, well
1: I. I love it. And I well, have
2: a blanket coming, everybody. Oh, I oh just my God, you guys. My... I
1: saw a picture of this blanket. It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think we can describe it yet until it comes out, right? It's like I, hard
2: to, I mean, it's basically every, you know, at the end of every intro of Housewives, they are all holding, you know, in the pyramid or now they're all like straight across the screen holding their like orange or whatever. It's every one of those in chronological order of it
1: really i saw started. a uh a, a picture last night and it really is i'm like god damn it i'm gonna have to get that too. You. you know like <laughs> i'm like i'm just accepting it at some point nobody's gonna come into my bedroom except for me you know uh steven you've done it again go support steven faces by bravo i don't need to say that you all know who he is and we will talk to you again probably in a couple months
2: sounds good thanks for having me i the everybody,
0: report I everybody report, right i In Japan, and Woo! I'm straight off the block like a running back. Get it, man? I'm straight off the block. I could run it back, nigga, cause I'm straight with the rocks. batches